Welcome, 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 Anita. You're listening to ORU Kristen 2, the podcast where two Kristens talk about all things BTS. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even mean to do it. I don't know why. I it just instantly makes me laugh. I think it's because I think about when we when we wrote that intro and I was like, oh no, my you God. do it. You do it. No, not only that, people don't realize just to get that down, I was drugs. I was yeah, struggling so hard. I could not fucking do it. So here I am just like ad-libbing now because I'm so Ad-libbing. Ad-libbing. I'm just ad-libbing. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> Listen, we're very serious. It's been a couple of weeks. How have you been? How are you feeling? What's going on? Um, I'm good. You know, I this I said this last time, the week before, the week before. I don't fucking remember what I did the last couple of weeks. But also, this is not related to anything. But this is a really important note. They opened a Trader Joe's near my house. And I don't know. Have we talked about how I'm such like a Trader Joe's? Yes. You love Trader Joe's. You're a Trader Ho. Yeah, so about a month ago, actually, they opened this one by my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has nothing to do with anything, but I just saw them sitting here. I'm going to promote No One's Paid Me. Trader Joe's, if you want to sponsor <laughs> this Trader podcast. Joe's, Trader Joe's, sponsor us. Trader Have Joe's you had these? Us. These are the Cookies and Cream Pretzel Slims. If anyone listening has been to Trader Joe's and has gotten those, those are my current obsession. Nice. So that's that's a positive of the last couple of weeks. And then I realized this. These are new. They're all butter shortbread sandwich cookies. They're kind of like jammy dodgers if you know what that is. But those have been my... Can't say that I do. That's a British... Um... <laughs> Cannot a British... say that I do know um, what a jammy jam is. What is it called? A jammy dodger? It's like a shortbread cookie with, with like raspberry jam in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so those are the snacks of the week. I thought that would be more interesting than what i've been, been doing because i don't even fucking know i don't know what the fuck i've been doing either like what, what the are hell? your snacks of the week i'm not a like trader joe's girly in the sense that i i when i go i love it and like their ink and corn like the giant corn nuts thing like mm. i will fuck up an entire bag of those but snacks of the week probably like the do you know the annie's brand of like goldfish crackers but it's mm-hmm. like bunnies I've been having those. Those are good. Little buns. I was thinking about this because time is but a construct. And (laughs) also, as I don't know if this is the same for you, but as I get older, time just goes by way too fucking fast. Yeah. Can you believe it's a year? A year ago was PTD Vegas. No. And Granny. That's not real. I iconically, as I think I've mentioned before, was in Vegas, but could not go to the concerts because I was in charge of a bachelorette. I can't believe that. Did you get to see any of the stuff in Vegas when you were there? I did. It was so funny because I was, I actually felt like I was undercover as a local because I was getting (laughs) to experience everyone talking about BTS without being there for them. You know what I mean? So like I literally land in Vegas, get into the Uber. The guy was like, are you here for the BTS concert? Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, so it was just interesting to get to see that. But and also I happened to be having brunch at Lago when the fountains went off and we're not going to talk about fountains in front of you. We're not. So we're, we'll move on from your horror story. When I was waiting for the fountains that day that we never got to see the fountains because I whatever. I don't even know. I feel like we might have told that story, but I 
don't know if it made it on the podcast, but one day I'll tell that story. I was we had a bunch of extra f- freebies that I had made, and we were just like handing them to people that were wearing BTS shirts, and it was really cute. Just being like, "Oh, here you go," and they're like, "Oh my god, thank you." That's cute. It was really cute. I was just a fun time a year ago. God, what we've was talked life? about this, but Pip makes these great bracelets that like they're so cute and she puts a lot of love and time into them yeah and so she gives those out as freebies we're also planning a freebie for the pod at the yoongi concert oh shit do some cute stuff so i I don't know if we'll see anyone that listens but yeah probably not (laughs) probably not (laughs) but if you recognize us please feel free to go say hi the like few of you that are here and know what we look like but yeah, we'll be at the LA concerts. Also, Kristen, before we jump in, I did want to uh, talk to you. We had talked about this separately, but this mm-hmm. was something that, that we wanted to bring up because this is something as a young army that I felt and even still to this day. <laughs> sometimes a lot is happening and we are now 10 years into BTS's career and sometimes we just don't know things. And I don't mean like when an album's going to drop. I don't mean that. But I mean like sometimes you'll see a video on TikTok or a video on YouTube or Twitter and you're like, where is this from? Who is that person? What are they doing? Or someone will make a joke about something that you don't know the reference to. But then everyone in the replies is like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. Oh, my God, I can't believe. And you're like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And that's okay. We were talking about this. It is normal and okay to not know something. But the best thing you can do is ask army that you trust and ask more about it ask questions be curious it's okay like don't be like embarrassed that you don't know literally everything we've been in this deep for years and there's things that i certainly don't know it's okay to not know things and we would love to be those people we act we do have people message us dm us on tiktok and twitter asking us questions like, hey, what's this from? Or what do you think about this? Or I didn't know about, like, you referenced this. Like, why? what does that mean? Right. And we're always here to answer those questions for you. Yeah. I just feel like there's this, like, kind of stigma about, like, if you're baby army or have been in it forever, you feel like you need to know everything. And that it's weird to ask questions or, like, makes you, like, not as big of a fan if you have to ask questions, like, what things are from. That's not true. Your brain can't retain it all, all the time. So just enjoy ask questions that's exactly right it's better to ask questions and feel free to ask us questions we love the dms and messages that we get shout out to everyone who's reached out to us also a quick plug to whatever platform you're listening on if you could rate us five stars that would be great follow us it helps us out a lot and we love it and we are always here as your army friends like we say we will answer questions have fun come yell at us come talk to us yes. or be like my sister and call me and say i don't know about these things that you mentioned in your podcast listen i'm ready right. to answer questions <laughs> so but she's a I'm fan dead. of the pod i'm dead i i love that thank you to everyone who is a fan of the pod when we started this we started it for ourselves and also like we always say for anyone who doesn't have army friends to talk to about i'll like to gush about all this stuff that we love talking about and it's for y'all who like might not have those mm. people but it's turned into like people sharing it with their friends and like all this stuff i have a friend she her boyfriend lives like 90 minutes from her and they like take turns like seeing each other and when she has to leave him on the weekend and is driving 
home, she says that the only thing that stops her from crying on the way back from seeing her boyfriend is listening to our podcast and makes her happy. I was like, you're kidding. I know. That makes me so happy. It is sweet. So we love y'all. We love that you're loving the podcast. Please keep listening. LOL. Okay. There's so much to talk about. I actually, I just freaked out a little bit. Did you see my face? Because I was like, oh my God. There's too much, Pip, but yet again, we don't have a fucking jingle. I don't think some of you are taking this seriously. Listen, (laughs) tell them. Tell them to make us a jingle. Guys, make us a jingle. Guys. Guys. So it is time for the first segment of our podcast, the BTS group chat, where we talk about all of the things that's going on with BTS and all the things that we have gushed about in our BTS group chat. There's so much going on. And because we record every two weeks, whew. We can't we can't talk about everything, right, Pip? No. No, we and can't. It's hard. So when we were running working on a runner show, we were like, again, we're only gonna hit some of this high level stuff. There's so many things, so many Instagram posts, so many moments, so many comments that have been going on in this world. We're just gonna hit some of the high level stuff. So and we also just wanna say too, like, we might forget something because it's been so fucking busy. So it we'll has do our absolutely best. been busy. We will do our best. So of course in fan chant order, what has June been up to? So many things. <laughs> what, ha- what hasn't that man been up to? I'm laughing because photos of June dropped as the Bottega ambassador. Okay, he's bo- this. That's the big thing. It's right? official, Bottega baby. Which it is, is crazy official. because from what I've been reading is that they, in their last like fifty whatever years that they've been a business, they've never had an ambassador. But their yeah. first one, Bottega's like that bitch. It's like the bitch that doesn't have social media. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you've heard of her, but like she plays hard to get. And listen, nobody got her except for June. And I understand. Like you could play yeah. hard to get until Kim Nam June walks through the door and you're like, listen, okay. <laughs> like we can be official. It's a fish. And so that's really exciting. Good for him. It is. Good for June. And those photos that dropped, he looks like a dream. I can't remember if this was, you know, when we recorded the last one, but the official photos of him dropped. It was announced it's official. So then he attended a movie premiere and he was dressed in Bottega. And I'm laughing because there's this photo of him that Pip sent the group chat and he's standing but like in front of a basketball. Like there's a basketball, a picture of a basketball behind him. Mm. And I I 10,000% thought that it was his hat. It's all the rage. <laughs> Fashion. And honestly, the thing is, like, feel like if there was a basketball hat, like someone would it would sell out. Just oh, mindless just mindless purchasing. I'd mindless probably purchasing. buy it. I don't even like basketball. And I'd be like, get <laughs> up. But I go I'm to, done. you know, I love basketball. I love sports now. <laughs> I love stop. basketball. Just just <laughs> stop. And then the last thing. Though for him is he did go live, which was a quick surprise live, which I think I slept through, which makes me the most sad because I love June lives. Oh, my God. I love June lives. And I texted you and was like, oh, my God, the fact that we've had this haircut on him since like October is just giving me life. Yeah. This the hair floppy, him, dark the hair. 90s boyfriend. Mm, oh, fuck my God. me up. Right. <laughs> no. <Nar. laughs> 
you know, in that live, Kristen, this is a good point to bring up is that he said, Oh, Jesus. If you've been alive, you know that people have been wild in in the Weavers Live comments, which is just like, take a fucking chill pill. Like, knock it off. You're done. Yeah. You're, you're, you're done. done. Take a seat. You're done. He even said, he was reading the comments and he's like, You guys have changed. Listen, I report. A lot. I report comments during a live. Dude, I'm a reporter. Someone went live after that, and everyone was reporting the comments. Like I, I reported too many times. They had to give me like a thirty second beat. Yeah. If you ask them to speak English in a live, you're done. You're done. Report. And I will. I will report you. <laughs> if Jimin's talking and you say Jungkook marry me, report it. Done. That's exactly right. It's just like the joke was cute, but you. But people keep. People are not asking them questions. Like to me, if I could speak Korean or if I could like know that any of those members would see my comment, dude, I'm asking questions. I'm hyping them. I'm telling them they're great. But yes, everyone was reporting and comments were like going away because people Good. were also reporting. And As I'm like, get they fucking shit. And that's my new game. It's like anytime someone goes live, I'm like, all right, let's go. Oh my God. I love it. So next up is Jin. We did get an April update from him. Well, and. We also, some bareface Insta photos. Why is that man so beautiful? He looked so good in those photos. I never know what to expect because I don't know what the rules are. Yeah, we the don't. Military. We I don't, don't know what, and I don't know what etiquette. I don't know, and that's okay. But I, so anytime we get these little things, I'm like, this is beautiful. I love it. I just picture him. I know that this is like not what it is, but when he pops up and posts stuff or like trolls on Weverse, I picture him like in a little bunk bed in a uniform, like trolling on his phone, which I know is not true, but still, (laughs) I know, I know. But Jimin posted on, hold on, let me get this right. The announcement drops that Hobie is going to be enlisting soon. And so we were all just like, oh, God, it's coming. Right. And, you know, Big Hive was like, we're not going to tell you when. Respect his privacy. And just a reminder, everybody, fucking respect respect privacy. privacy. They don't want you. you to go. They don't want you. Like, how much clearer can they be? But he posts and then, you know, Hobie comes on Weavers and is like, oh, it's all great. You know, all Yeah, and he posted a photo, right? Yeah. Where Hobie he looks did. So Sweet not to be believed. Not to be believed. And barefaced and beautiful. And Ugh. Jimin makes a comment and he like makes a little silly comment. And Jin replies and is like, why are you fucking laughing? He doesn't say that. <laughs> but he's like, why are you laughing? This isn't a laughing matter. And he's like, you're next. <laughs> and Jimin's like, please stop laughing. And he's, he's like, you're making me laugh. And just like, this isn't funny. <laughs> It's too true. Oh my god! So Jin, his like dry sense of humor. You sent in the group chat this like I don't know if it was a Twitter, a tweet, or a TikTok, but it's that clip of the Kardashians when it's like Kim, stop laughing. Your sister's going to jail, and it's (laughs) it was too spot on for this moment. I was Jim and stop laughing. Hobie's going to the military. I was howling. It's too funny. That's true. Uh, we love a gin update. We do. Next. Oh, my God. We haven't been doing our segues. Fuck. Okay, hold on. We love a gin update. Hmm. Speaking of speaking, the Kardashians. No, speaking no. of making me laugh. Or speaking of jokes, I'm a joke to Min Yoongi for the shit that he's put me through. Speaking of jokes. I'm one. I am one. <laughs> I am one. I am a joke to him. Just my body tensed. I have literal hair raised on my arms. <laughs> Thinking about <laughs> this man. First of all, we got the album announcement. 
We did. D-Day. With that, there's been, first came that there's going to be a documentary Mm. on Disney Plus. So we got that dropped. Road to D-Day. Which looks like they're, they've been filming it since PTDLA times. It's like this man has been fucking working. He, the man has been working. And do you remember when we were like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Do you remember that? Like, and it's like, where in the world is Minyungi? He's posting at Alcatraz. He's at a random <laughs> game in fucking the middle states. You know, I he's don't in, I'm like he's in uh, the Grand Canyon. Like where this he was squatting, taking a photo <laughs> in the Grand Canyon. And then he was in New York like that whole time. We were like, this is weird. And for us as like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but living in the U.S., when they're here, it's cool because they're like close to your time yeah. zone, whatever. And so I just remember being like, oh, my God, he's everywhere. Where? What is he doing? And the fact that that whole time it was he's like filming like a road trip documentary, basically documenting how he's making his album and we get to see it. And we didn't even know. And, that's and we didn't know. Ah! <laughs> Help! It, we didn't know. And... We get to see the evolution of his hair. We get to watch the evolution on camera. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Oh, God. I didn't think about that. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is your real-time reaction of Chris. Lose your fucking mind. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I didn't think about that. Oh my god. Oh man, that one that was a doozy for me. I'm yeah. so sorry you had to hear that. Wow. Yeah, so Okay. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> I just like this episode already. The thing is is that like Pip and I talk so much. It's rare for her to pull something like that out on me. <laughs> I haven't like processed. I haven't like processed or heard or thought about. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm back now. That was that I got to watch real time reaction versus you in a text message like smashing the keyboard. <laughs> right. I'm a keyboard smasher in all caps. Surprise, surprise. <sighs> so Yunki hair evolution. Sure. What else? <laughs> what the fuck else? <laughs> You can get your evolution and we'll get to see his little travels and I can't wait because it looks like he's worked with a lot of really cool people and maybe Kristen just maybe Mm -hmm. we'll start to get some answers to the Instagram posts. I was thinking about that and like I wonder I do wonder and it wouldn't surprise me if we never got answers to those Insta photos. True. And like maybe that's why he was releasing them because he's like, man, I'm not. I didn't end up using these. So here's me naked. Yeah. Why not? So yeah, we'll see. When does that documentary drop? Well, if we refer to the map that we got. Yeah. Speaking of, we love a comeback map. We've said this. We love a comeback map. It's April 21st, 10 a.m. Eastern time for those of you. Love that. In the U.S. And then I don't read military time. It's whatever. 23 KST. 23 is 11 p.m. I always have my phone on military time so that I can see it turn zero o'clock. Wait, that's really cute. Could never be me, but that's really cute. (laughs) Cute. Good for you. Good for you. Not for for me, honey. Great for you. (laughs) So speaking of this map, right? So we we actually did we get that this morning? Time's a blur. 
We that got this blur. the map this morning. Pip and I have talked about this when we were talking about Jimin's comeback map. We love a comeback map. Love and this a is very map. different than D2 where we like just did not know what was going on. And that was his whole plan of attack, right? Like we're just getting these random um, photos on Twitter and we're like, what's going on? Da, 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 da. But this is like a full-blown comeback map. And the comeback map has revealed some very interesting things, such as... Dance practice video. (laughs) The fucking dance practice. That means that this man on his main track is going to have choreography. When's the last time he did that? Seesaw. But not even for a main track. That's what's also wild, is that the main track with the main main track music video, and there's going to be a dance practice. This man, he really said... God, I'm a dancer. A dancer, dancer. <laughs> <With> a dancer. <laughs> I just, I love it. And is this why he was taking those hip hop lessons? Like when people are as talented as him, I love when they're like, I'm going to keep making myself uncomfortable. I'm going to keep learning new skills. He did that with the guitar. He's throwing himself into like, woodworking and then the dancing and stuff he loves being a student and then like mastering things and i that is that's so fucking sexy of him bro i just love how he's like i want to try it so i'm going to like here's minyugi who did not join bts as a dancer but is still like fuck it i'm he's surrounded by some of the best dancers in the industry and Mm. he's like i'm gonna fucking do it too he's not like i don't want to do it because i'm gonna look dumb he's like no i'm gonna fucking do it because i want to i'm gonna try i'm gonna learn and i'm just like that's hot that is hot that's hot the confidence to just be like i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna try because i want to and this is a new skill i want to learn who cares if i'm the best at it doesn't matter i want to try it and have fun god love it man God love it. Um, the other things we learned from the comeback map is that there are going to be not one, but two other music videos. I love this because, again, I'm kind of comparing it to D2. And when Detrita was not going to be on D2, he said he would have made a music video for people. That feels right. I think I'm correct in that. And so... Everyone was like, oh, like, will we get one? And then we never did. Detrita was what it was. And it was like the best MV ever. So LOL. But the fact that we know that we're getting two others, we're not even talking about the one that we already have yet. But I'm just agog aghast. Staying well fed. (sighs) Before we jump into People Part 2, because I know we both probably want to talk about some of our highlights of that song. I do want to bring this thing up for you, which is... No. A random thing that we all didn't expect, which was that Yugi Suga, <laughs> BTS Suga, <laughs> BTS Suga is the NBA ambassador, bitch, which bitch. again, do they that's have not those? a thing? Did that they make that a- up? <laughs> no. That's not a fucking thing. That's like literally they're like we want BTS Suga, so like let's create this role for him. Uh, this, that's hot. That's I tweeted hot. this. I tweeted this. This was not on my fucking 2023 bingo card. It wasn't. And the thing about it is like the NBA is like such an old, crusty as fuck establishment. It's getting (laughs) younger and fresher because of the actual players in the NBA. They have to like kind of keep up with the times, right? Because these men are fierce and like living their lives, right? But the the actual like NBA as an establishment, kind of crusty. You know what Mm. I mean? So the fact that like... They got Yoongi as an ambassador. Hello. 
what is happening? And the the other part that's great too is like in the press release, they were just like, oh, he'll be attending games and events, participating in promo activities, and the NBA will also collaborate around select concerts through Sugar's World Tour, which I assume is probably similar to like how, Mc- I'm going to assume it's similar to how like McDonald's and stuff, like they, maybe they'll have stuff, right. but I did see this TikTok where <laughs> It was the scene from Get Your Head in the Game from High School Musical, and it was like the NBA <laughs> at Yoongi's concert. <laughs> That's the second time we've brought up Zac Efron today. Today. <laughs> today. Um, oh today. my god. I, I love ARMY when they make that shit up. Also... You brought up a really great point. We had a whole conversation about this. We've talked about this many times, but this week specifically, Kristen and I have been talking about this thought where it's like, my advice to anybody who's in chapter two is to like, let go and let God, whoever your God is, whether you got, you serve Namjoon or you serve yourself, whoever you serve, let go of the God because you can't predict a fucking thing. No, you you can't. It's done. you the long say, gone is the time when we thought that we could like maybe predict shit. Yeah. Like you could say like, oh, I don't think that'll ever happen. I'm like, never fucking say that because this is all everything's made up. Nothing is real. Like that this can't this is all just what? Yeah. So yeah. the best way to enjoy is just like like I have a, I had a we were talking about it. I had a friend and I was like, anything's possible. And she's like, Yuki drops his own whiskey. I was like, anything's possible. Yeah. They're like, Dude, we, we anything's now, like, possible. Anything is possible. Trademark is like a thing. Like <laughs> it's like, it's like anything, anything is, possible. is possible. The NBA creating a creating a new fucking ambassadorship. It's crazy. Possible. I wanted to say about the NBA thing. Like I, I'm not sure if there's, you know, baby army watching. You might not know this, but basketball for Yungi has been like a thing from the start. He has played. He played in, you know, adolescence growing up. There's that great time when he like played for an idol thing. He was part of a team and played a game. He's really Me talented. I know. Jim and Jim and screaming. He's super talented. Suga comes from shooting guard. The man has basketball in his blood. He's a huge basketball fan and he's a huge NBA fan. He always keeps up with the games. He's watching playoffs, which is hard. You know, he's not in the country that the playoffs are happening. As someone who's a huge basketball fan, I know what it's like to be like, oh my God, like, yes, of course I'm going to watch the slam dunk contest. Or of course I'm like paying attention to playoffs. And I just love this for him because he is a huge fan fan of the sport and he's a huge fan of the NBA. So I just know that this collab for him, I feel like it hits different. The hashtag is like SugarXNBA. They are posting about him. These people who it's just cool, right? He makes this comment about something else where he talks about this in an interview recently where he said, you know, he's using the James Brown they like allowed him to use the James Brown sampling in Augusty, which by the way, Augusty dropped on streaming. And I was driving the other day and it came on. And I was just like, this the fuck A to the G to the U to the S. Literally but- me and my like fucking Toyota Prius, like <laughs> bass going, bass fucking going. I'm like, people are like, um, is she okay? <laughs> well, but he, he makes this comment and it's like, 
because now we're being recognized as these big musicians. Like he understands, mm. he understands influence. He understands his positioning in the industry. And I know that's not lost in him that he's like, I've worked so hard that I was able to have this opportunity. And he understands yeah. like he, he's just like, fuck yeah, dude. Like if Trader Joe's came up to me and was like, Kristen, we've never had an ambassador. <laughs> we've never had an ambassador. <laughs> But we want you. And they start using Kristen Dash Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. <laughs> I feel like Kristen X Trader Joe's. <laughs> just imagine. Die. I would yeah. just be so happy little as a clam. Like it's just really Sponsor it's really us, cool. TJ's. Sponsor us, TJ. Sponsor us. <laughs> We've said this before. He's a fan. So like imagine as a fan of something you love, mm-hmm. he gets this opportunity and it's so fucking cool. It's really cool. I'm so happy and proud for him. Like it's like too much, bro. Uh, and I'm stalling because I know what's next on the list to talk about, and it's a lot. We could go on for a whole three hours about how much we both love People Part 2. Do you have a call out that you'd well, like to mention? First first off, let me know, what was your reaction to it initially? Just like when the, you see it, you hear yes. IU's voice, you see yes. him in every hand shot you could possibly think of. They were like, <laughs> you like hands? We'll fucking give you hands. Like, what was your reaction to the music video when you in the song? First of all, like, we didn't know what style People Part 2 was going to be yeah. at all. I, you know, the only thing that you can gather is I use featured on it. So she does have a distinct singing style. So you, pro- I was thinking, okay, it's probably going to be a bit more mellow, mm-hmm. right? And which is kind of correct. I didn't expect the music video to be <laughs> like this soft boyfriend producer. I don't, I did not expect that. And the dog, like... All of that, I was like, that's a lot <laughs> for me to digest. And uh, and then on top of it, you have this like swaggy, vibey beat. I love when he slow raps like that. Like he's like in the pocket. It was not frantic in the sense of like when I when Set Me Free Part 2 dropped and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Right. It was like, oh shit, this is a hug. This is a vibe. Mm. I love this man. And you got to see like him being like little producer singer, yeah. but singer Yungi. Yeah, it was it was great. What about you? I, I agree. And I think you bring up a really good point where you're like, it feels like a hug. Like one of the things I love about BTS, we've mentioned this before about their songs is they're so good at matching the tone with the lyrics and the vibe. Like, mm. again, Kristen and I both will watch a music video and then we'll go back and watch it with the lyrics because we want to yes. just like get the initial reaction. And I already could tell, like, there's a, there's something being said. There's something emotional. And the song in general, my first reaction to the music video was just, like, the moment he started singing, my jaw dropped. I was like, this man, leaving no crumbs. Yeah. His vocals, He's cl- he has said he's wanted to work on singing, and he said he wants to get better at it. Again, he's like, yes, I'm in a group with Jungkook who is, like, vocal king but i don't fucking care i'm gonna try too and i'm gonna be amazing and i'm just like bro the man can sing and he has he's gotten he's gotten so much better at singing and i love that he felt comfortable enough i feel like when people part one actually dropped that was when we were like oh shit he's singing on d2 like we're like oh my god you need vocals like you remember that time yes and then now with people part two like the man is singing and because we've gotten that clip of him the live clip of him and iu doing it 
and he's singing live. You can tell that he's being intentional with wanting that to be a part of his craft now. And I just love that for him. I love the confidence. I love that he's clearly been working on it. His tone is so pretty. Oh, it's beautiful. He sounds incredible. And I'm I'm just really fucking proud of him. Like, yeah. I love it. I did want to call out, and I did tweet about this, something that Yoongi does continuously. He's done this from the start. We talked about this when we talked about, like, Too Cool for School, all of it. When we talk about their discography, he's a, he loves callbacks to certain lyrics. Yes. He does it a yes. lot. He talks about islands a lot. He talks about the sea, that type of thing. And he also brings up that the word forever or eternity is like a sandcastle. And he did it, and I know he did it in 8, which was his collab with IU. Oh. And he did it in Savage Love Remix. And he it's in these lyrics, too. And I just love the, like, continuity that he brings. Yeah, There's such an artistry to his lyricism. He's so intentional in everything that he does. And that, for me, was, like, a standout. What about you? I love this, this – when he calls back to stuff – um, like mm-hmm. big ha- big house, big cars, big rings. He like Ugh, he always. just that's like a very iconic one. He just how do you know BTS write their lyrics? Because it's in it's mm-hmm. like you can see it in all of them. Say and it again, louder. I love I love a good Augustine El Capitan duo. I love those two. <laughs> Salute to my to my man. I me and Brit are just like big El Capitan fans. But anyway, what's not to love? He's just like, anyways. We, you got this is not news. We really like the producing team that works with um, yeah. BTS and El Capitan is one of the producers that works a lot with Yoongi. They each have people that they work with a lot. Mm-hmm. But besides that, um, there's a lot, and I probably will go into this in an, another episode. But one of the funny things was when in the lyric when he was like, "People love and people are selfish." There's that mm. line where it says the next screen grab or the next scene was him petting a dog. And I was like, yes, people suck. Dogs. Great. Love dogs. Hate people. <laughs> people, people will fuck you over. Stick to dogs. <laughs> stick to dogs. But besides that, I, it feels like the song was kind of like therapy where mm. you go in, you feel a certain way. He's explaining a certain way. You process the emotion. And on the other end, you kind of see the full picture of it all. And, he at the end where he makes the lyric that's been going around, which was like, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, don't hold it back. If you want to cry, you can cry. You know, yeah. you deserve, you're you're enough to deserve to be loved type of thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. I just butchered all the lyrics, but it's a general idea. And it's just God, Min Yoon Gi, our Pisces king, just with the emotions and the feelings. And I'm just like, oh, I fucking love it. You and I texted a little bit about this and how he is the king of telling us that it is okay to feel however we feel. Yep. Whatever emotions you have, all of that, it's it's okay. And I I just feel like he's so warm and warm is the word. consoles us through his music and through the words that he says. I love him so much. I love that he's just intentional with everything that he does. And it's it's great. I, I tweeted and I said, Yungi is comfort, not in the way that he'll say it'll be okay, but that you will be okay. That you're strong mm-hmm. and loved, never belittling your experience, but having trust that you will show up for yourself. So it's this yeah. idea that like shit's gonna happen and he can't he can't tell you whether or not that's gonna change. He can't he and I, he was like that in his whole like radio show live that he did afterwards like his answers with people were so funny 
hilarious. Um, but it's the idea of that, like, he can believe in you. Yeah. He's telling you that you need to believe in you. Even if your situation isn't what you want it to be, you have the power and you have the strength to make things happen for yourself. Take things, your hands off things you can't control, put them on things that you can. I know. Call iconic back. quote from him. <laughs> I- iconic back. quote from him. And I, I actually remind myself of that a lot because I like being in control. I like to, and I worry, bro, do I worry? Yeah. And yes, therapist Lauren tells me all about how worrying is me trying to like have some kind of control over something that I don't control. I can't control. So I think about that quote from him a lot. Yeah. And it's it's a good reminder. I know that we're going to talk way more about like all of the things people part two and all things D-Day, but we did want to give our first like initial reactions to the song, the masterpiece, such a vibe. Please put it on your um, playlist, stream it. We love to see it. Thank you for the people part two, Yungi. You're a real one. Speaking of real ones. <laughs> How is she going to do it? How is she going to do it? I didn't. I didn't. It just came out. Hobie. What a real one. He's been a little less present because he's probably, we know that he's about to enlist. My thought is that he's probably spending time wrapping things up, seeing family and friends, doing his own thing, which is totally like what I would want to do. This man has been working nonstop for the last 10 plus years. Nonstop. He deserves to have a moment before he goes into military. Um, he went to Jim and stage to support him. That did happen on one of the music, the recordings. That was really sweet. Um, I love their friendship so much. He did do a people part two little dance. And yes. it. he makes dancing look like it's breathing. Like, it Oh is- my God. That man moves. It, it- he looks more natural dancing than he does standing still. Like it's insane. Imagine having a friend like Hobie. Like imagine he, he like is such a good support to everybody. He Yeah. We saw it also on like the behind of the like crazy music video filming. Yeah. He's it, it, Hobie shows up to people's sets. Remember like Dejuta, like he he yeah. shows up. He lo- he's a supporter. He loves they all support each other, but gosh, he's, this he's man. really good at it. Um, he but is. speaking of, we did one other thing is we did see that he cut his hair. Yes. Yes, he did. Looks amazing. Somebody who was it that sent the tweet that was like, Hobie cut his hair. So you know what that means? Comebacks coming. <laughs> Just take the knife out of our hearts. Oh, my God. We laugh so that we don't cry. That's a thing that people who might be baby army were never really a part of, which is like kind of sad because it was so fun was the, yeah. like right before comeback is when when you see a member's hair change, you're like, oh, shit. Or they have they're hiding yes. it under a hat or under they're a hiding bucket hat. You're like, oh, shit. That's like comebacks yeah. coming. Like any time that there were like big hats involved or like that we didn't see it was like oh my god like the hair at the nape of his neck looks shorter yeah like under the it's like comebacks coming and most of the time we were like loki right (laughs) well (laughs) because because back in the day Kristen, we could fucking predict shit that was happening really there was a system there was a system before big hype said fuck it all I've based off the translation of it, JK said he texted the group chat was like, anybody want to come over? And Tay and Hobie were like down. And so they just went to JK's house and they were hanging out with him. And and Hobie looked amazing. Hobie's short hair. I mean, I know this isn't like the buzz cut, but we haven't seen him with short hair like this since Suuzu, like white hair. He looks, so um, he looks so cute with his little short hair. I do want to mention before we move on the 
Mong got a new Mong. face reveal. And can I say that I cried? I was like, this sweet little I baby know. angel. Mong. <laughs> but the cutest part somebody brought up was in the, the face reveal video. Mong is standing there and they take off the mask, wrap it around their neck. And then RJ comes up. Offers them a drink, which someone brought up. They were like, oh, can we have a drink together, Jin and Hobie? And I was like, I no, can't fucking do it. Stop. And RJ doesn't even bat an eyelash because RJ knows what Mong looks like. RJ is yeah. like, great. Like, you're my friend. Let's hang out together. Like, the support of each other. And I was like, the, the like, story of the BT21 universe is just so precious. And it's too precious and Loved sweet. it. And... Then Hobie posted a picture where he had a plushie, and I'm like, I can't wait for mine. Can't wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> cannot ah. wait. So anyway, oh sweet. man, that's so sweet and wholesome. And you know what's not sweet and wholesome? Sweet and wholesome, but also not sweet and wholesome. Jimin in the last couple of weeks has been Jimin, wrecking Jimin. my day to day life. He did go on Sushwata, which they do drink soju together. They eat snacks. They're giggling. They're just cute as can be. Yoongi is supportive as ever. So loving of Jimin. And Jimin just encouraging him. Keeps dropping like, hey, bro, like you should come perform with me on stage. And Jimin's like, bitch, that's your time, not mine. And he's like, what are you talking about? The more the barrier. And Jimin's he like, really, ah. I've seen that clip where Yoongi's really like, you should come. Just do one song. And we're ready. We're ready if that happens. Kristen, I want to jump into the plot twist of the century. It's too much. Last week felt like, it felt like dynamite time. Like it was it like did. we were trying a to bit, push. It we know that the Hot 100 is really hard to crack. And so we were like, we're going to, the last year or so, we've been like, we're going to focus on Billboard 200 because we can do sales. But we were struggling because there was, you know, a, it was a competitive landscape for this tracking yep. week. And so we were really worried. And so Sunday comes and we realized we got number two, which number two, fantastic. We were pushing for number one, but number two, fantastic. It is. And the, the thing is, is like with predictions and stuff like that come out leading up to the reveal of the Billboard chart, you don't know how correct they are, but you can kind of know-ish where what's going to happen. And so people were, we were all like, oh, we might not get number one on Billboard 200 and kind of not upset about that, but just like, oh, like, let's keep pushing, let's keep pushing. And it dropped that we did, in fact, get number two. And like, like Pip said, like, that's great. But we were like, you know, that's not number one, but that's like, it's still great. You know, and again, his sales were through the roof. Yeah. But the plot twist of it all, Kristen, the plot twist of the century, one of the hardest charts to like make happen the M Monday drops Park Jimin for like yeah. crazy gets number one on fucking Billboard Hot 100. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I never ready for that? Holy shit. You get me every time. You get me every fucking time. That was such a plot twist because we weren't even concentrating on the Hot 100. Obviously, we stream, we purchase, we listen, we Follow love like crazy. We fucking love like crazy. It's such, such a, a good great song. song. We didn't realize that in all of that, he was going to get number one on the Hot fucking 100. Which is not easy. Oh my God. It's one of the hardest ones to chart, as we know. And Pip's going to go a little bit more into this, into Billboard stuff in a minute. But I just can't 
believe it. And he was so excited, so grateful. He came on live. He talked about how he couldn't believe it, that he got number one. He said that like the producers on it were like crying. Like it it was, he clearly was just so grateful. You can't expect it. And especially with BTS knowing the way the industry works in the US and like the hills you have to climb. I will shout out to the producers. They worked so hard. Every time you hear them talk, they made a comment where it's like Jim and, and P-Dog were like sleeping at each other's houses. Like the team was like all involved in this album. Yes. And so this mattered yes. to them. And so all the producers that were involved were tweeting. All the members were saying congrats. Everyone was just so supportive. He was so grateful. The man is a star. And this is what's so crazy too. This promo, if you've noticed, like he's been very nervous, like to do things by himself. No. He's such a humble, sweet guy. He's not this guy who has this big attitude and ego. He's just sweet and caring and humble and like so deserving. So grateful for so happy for him. Um, he's had a really busy these last two weeks for Jimin because of comeback. He's had a lot of bit crazy stuff. The remixes came out, those are really great. We had those weavers lives there were tiktoks of all the different like high people doing stuff the hilarious tiktok trend that came because jk was dancing and then everyone was doing that funny dance from the set me free and the live performances the all the stages like this comeback was so good we have so the hips we have so much content from this comeback you can tell he threw his whole like heart and soul into it he really did so much promo now listen i'm a like crazy bitch i'm Mm. a like crazy hoe i love it all day long but there's something about set me free live where first of all the man sounds so fucking good on all of these live performances these these songs are not easy they're very high they're not easy he's dancing like he's showing you that he is a stellar performer i will say i was shocked by the ad-libs in set me free and how great he sounds but now that my ear was accustomed to it all of the like runs that he does in the second chorus i hear i do hear it on the track now and it's very very far back in the track you wouldn't know unless you're listening for it but i do hear it on the track now and i just love that about bts i love that they're going to be like yeah the harder vocals that are on the track but we don't have to sing i'm going to do that live bitch i i just think he sounds looks and seems like he's just the best and i love that for him this morning the video from Vogue drops where it was like a day with me in New York when he was going to go film for Jimmy Fallon. And so it's, right. he spends some time with P-Dog. P-Dog is like, he has been working so hard. And first off, if somebody like P-Dog is praising me, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I... Listen, you know that <laughs> we stand be, P-Dog on this podcast. I would be on top of the world. But right. he was just like, they were talking about that. And like, he's like, Jimin's been really nervous. But like, I can tell he's like at ease because he's been practicing so hard. He's like, practice, practice, practice. Like, Jimin has been nonstop. So Jimin did post a Weaver's post that was basically thanking the fans, appreciating the fans and how BTS, he always attributes everything back to the fans in BTS. Like yes, everything for him. He's like, yes. I couldn't be here without the fans and I couldn't be without BTS. Yes. And I just have to give a round of applause to the man. An yep. excellent first album. Hopefully excellent. more to come. Excellent. Excellent. 11 out of 10. <laughs> 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 exactly. Thank you. We're proud You're of you. We fucking love you. star. Speaking of fucking stars. <laughs> 
That's a good one. We don't have any chaos ones this time. Um, That's good. Tay in general has like kind of been a little bit quieter. He's yes. doing his own thing and he's a private person in general. Good for you. He though did post some photos on his Instagram. He, Ass out. The Why is it just his butt? Why is his butt facing the He thinks it's you I know, love him. He was he took someone took a picture of him at Soak Ginny's or Ginny's kitchen and he's like mm-hmm. leaning over a table and he just zooms in on his ass. <laughs> I love him. I love him. him. But also. He's so funny. He's so funny. His Celine. He's really funny. He was at a Celine pop-up store. Again, a pop-up store event thing. He looked unbelievable. Like a dream. His Celine photos that he posted on Instagram. Great. And then again, we talked about this was that yesterday or the day before Tay comes on live and he's like, hi, everyone. And then you see the like JK lights and you're like, is he at JK's? And then Hobie pops in and you're like, oh, fucking Hobie. And then fucking JK walks by with this laundry basket like, don't mind me. I'm just going to go do some fucking laundry. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when we got that live of the three and that ended in two minutes. And I love the translation because it's like, he's like, okay, our taxi's here because I think they were just hanging out and then their taxi was there and they had to leave. Then JK was like, I'll come back on live. And Hobie's like, he will come that is who he is. He will just randomly come back. Two minutes later, JK's like, hi, everybody, which leads us in to what the fuck <laughs> with JK. I just, I can't talk about. That's the only segue you can have for Jungkook is like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Speaking of what the fuck, what the fuck? First of all, <laughs> I just have to say it. I need to talk to everyone who's listening right now. Mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. that I'm going to be dragged for the rest of time about this. I will never live down the fact that a few episodes ago when Pip brought up Calvin Klein, I was like, but do you really think that he'd be like naked? And she told me to shut the fuck up. I did tell you to shut as the fuck up. As she should. As she should. And like, I get it. Okay. Now we live in a world where there are billboards across the the world of this man in his Calvins, <laughs> abs out, tats out, nips out. Like, I get it. I know that it happened. And I also understand that for some reason, if Big Hybe or something big is going to drop, it's going to be the day after we record the pod. Of like, course. Of course. This is just, this is what happens. We've accepted it. And yes, formally on this podcast, I will say, hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a clown. <laughs> yes. Like, I I did say that about Calvin Klein. Yes, I was proven, like, very fucking wrong. This is who I'm coming forward. You know what I mean? Since this is, like, almost the, like, final straw where it's, like, Kristen really has truly adopted the anything is possible <laughs> mentality because now she's, like, you're right. I did not expect this man to be on a fucking a thousand bajillion feet wide billboard in New York fucking city with his ads out now and LA for for the fucking world to see and in all the the stores across the country in the world if you know if you've been army for long enough there are things that are like holy shit like I can't believe the world that we live in now and you have to adopt the chapter two mindset because in chapter one like these things were not fucking possible okay like fuck not only that, like, yes, they were not possible. A, they're representing each right. other. So it totally makes sense. We're like, if yes. one person wouldn't do it, why would we all? But right. they themselves have changed because JK, even with fake love, if 
if JK's not feeling like showing you his abs and the he shirt lift, he fucking won't. And I really yeah. respect that. Again, I, I believe do in owning your own sexuality and you have control over that and what you want to mm-hmm. do with it. And so right. he made the choice. He was like, you know what? It's kind of new for him. He even said in like a behind where it was like, or an interview, he was like, this is yeah, like I don't know new. if I should be embarrassed that it's out, yeah. but actually just support me. And it's like, you heard him. We're just going to support him. Do you know what I do? <laughs> by the way this is like probably cry (laughs) well yeah that's true but i told someone the other day (laughs) i told someone the other day i was like every time i get a jk calvin klein ad on instagram i click on it i'm increasing those engagement and those conversions you would i'm gonna give you engagement i'm giving engagement i'm gonna give you a click i give give such a pip thing to do (laughs) i give clicks to the ads i love you and there are people who have been buying it because I think that it's been selling stuff out because he's wearing it. And Kristen, this brings me to the next point because I'm about to, you see these fists? I do see the fists. We saw him come support Jimin when he was practicing for, for his comeback stage. And JK yeah. walks in head to fucking toe in Calvin Klein. Mm-mm. But we're burying the lead here. So yesterday during the live, I was away from my phone for like an hour. I come back. I have missed calls, missed texts, so many notifications because my friends are fucking real. They're real ones for calling me. Pip, you're a real one. What was going on while I was away from my phone that you haven't mentioned yet, Pip? JK was folding his Calvin Klein underwear on live. <laughs> Can you say that again? Like, JK was fucking chonies in hand, <laughs> folding, folding freshly laundered chonies. Are you fucking kidding me? What? I know. And honestly, I'm going to be real with you. When I was calling you, well, we have a group text and I said, somebody call Kristen. And Marissa was like, already did. She's not picking up. And so then I was like, I'll try. Maybe she like thought if Marissa called because you guys talk a lot, like maybe it wasn't like immediate or something. But right. if I call you, you'd be like, shit, now Kristen's calling me and she never calls me that often. So then I was like, maybe she'll pick up. You did it. And then finally, I was just like text after text after text trying to get her phone to vibrate. I was just like, fucking Kristen, get out the fucking live now. I just don't understand how we live in a world where he was like, I'm going to fold my underwear for a million people to see proudly like that is who i bet calvin klein their brand team is like fuck yeah like you can't you can't even dream up that shit for promo no (laughs) stars they're just like us he (laughs) was like a shit i need my clean underwear I guess like I read a translation again. I didn't. I just going off translations. He said they sent him a bunch of underwear and he was washing them. He even at one point was like, oh, wh- why am I doing this? I don't really know why I'm doing He's this. Like, I'm exhausted. It was like 5 a.m. Right. Yeah. And his they were probably drinking. They left and he was probably just like, I don't fucking know why I'm doing this. But that's what I'm saying. That is marketing gold. Like you can't you can't plan that kind of campaign. Oh, man. It's just who he is. And I'm like, this is it's too good. There's now a billboard in L.A. I texted you this last night. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I live in L.A. Like, I I should go see it. Alia sent me a video of her seeing the New York one. There was a ton of army there seeing it. It's like in the most giant billboard ever. Jungkook, the head to toe denim, the white Calvin Klein shirt underneath. He has his wolf cut. So he's throwing it into a, a ponytail now. Like, 
That is a heartthrob. That, my friend, is a heartthrob. I genuinely can't believe that's real. And I could talk about him forever, but I will say this last thing is we also did get that live where JK basically like live stream watched Suchwata and then yes. afterwards was like, let's watch a Jimin edit together. And I was like, wow, he's in his YouTube era just like we all were once. Like, he's, <laughs> he's watching the He's, he's watching, watching the like Jimin. crack videos the, next. Yeah. Like, make you laugh net videos next i'm so he's so he's living his fucking best it's just fun to watch him he's having a blast i'm having fun watching him having fun so i love this era for him i fucking love this era for him oh it's too good okay it's now time for everyone's favorite segment on the ORU Kristen 2 podcast and that is drumroll please numbers with pip which is a special edition numbers with pip this go round because I believe you're going to give us some billboard explanation. Are you not Pip? Yes. So I figured because Jimin got number one on Hot 100, number two on Billboard 200, people were buying. You saw a lot of tweets and things being like, we need to buy, we need to do these things. I thought it'd be good to explain to people who, especially if you're a younger baby army, you may not know because you weren't here for some of those other comebacks. What the fuck is Billboard and what even is that chart? So I thought I would do a quick explanation of what those are and the basic, basic rules. So you Perfect. just have a clear idea. So I'll Give just it jump to right us. into it. Jump okay, in, so, baby. Number one, what is Billboard? Okay. So Billboard is an American entertainment magazine published weekly by the Billboard Hollywood Reporter Media Group. They are a magazine that does music-related things, charts, news, concerts, updates, music industry stuff. They track weekly popularity of songs and albums, and they publish those results weekly. There's a lot of different charts on the for Billboard that go by genre, their popularity region, etc. You can find them on their website. People do look to these charts with some type of authority. So even if right. they're questionable sometimes, there is an authority with these charts. So we're just going to talk about the two, which is the Hot 100 and the Billboard 200. Okay. For both of these charts, tracking weeks, you might hear these words. The tracking weeks mean when they measure data. So you have the tracking weeks for streaming sales and radio, which are the Friday at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is why tracks drop Friday 12 a.m. Yeah, that's and that's why. something that I actually never knew before getting into right. all of this is like, same. why does everyone drop tracks at the same time? Oh, hello. It's literally because of these yeah. tracking weeks. That's why you see a lot of Korean artists or just global artists who are trying to maybe rank on some these charts are going to follow this tracking week yes, setup. Even if it's a weird time in their country. Yeah. And that tracking week goes all the way through to the next, which is Thursday at 11.59 p.m. So that's the full week and that's a tracking week. And then it starts over. And Luminate is the company that tracks the data and reports that data to Billboard. So before I jump into what these charts are, I do want to bring up something which we talked about a second ago, which is what a tracking week landscape is. And each one's going to be different. So as much as you track sales and streams and, and radio and things like that, these charts are all relative. So like depending on what other artists are dropping with their music is going to influence how well a song might rank. So like if it's a competitive week, a song or album that hits number one might not be the same as a week the week before. So like yes. it's I, people say it's kind of like similar to like sports, right? So it's like you might play a game against a team and you don't have to always hit 50 points to win. It's like one week you might win... 30 to 20 but it's like you still beat out the points and then next week you might win the game and it's 100 right. to 50 it's like right, th right the points don't matter but it's just like each week is a different game if you think about it that way so 
You just have to be the one with the highest point to hit number one. And so in regards to Billboard, if you think about when Jimmy got number two for Billboard 200, he got number two. But the thing is, is that other artists have hit number one with less sales than Jimin's ever had. So Jimin, although hitting number two, not number one, he's had some of the highest sales of any Korean soloist. And so it's just like, yes, you might have seen other artists. It just to be a competitive week. Ex- exactly. And so I think that's mm-hmm. something that's lost to people sometimes because they're like, people like to start conversations they don't have mm-hmm. any information about. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at sales and you have to look at numbers. And that's what people look at and track. It's like, those are the records that really matter. It's because... Right. That shows the fan support. So uh, so don't ever look at anything less than number one being as a fail because it's amazing just to be on these charts because you're doing 10, so great. 10,000%. Okay. So the easiest chart to kind of just summarize is the Billboard 200. That's the album sales. So that ranks the popular albums and EPs of the week and that's ranked by sales and streaming. And there's a whole data behind that where it's like you'll see people talking about when you purchase albums, buy tracks separately, things like that. Because one album, if you were to go to iTunes and press purchase, that includes one album. No matter the tracks, like if it's an album, you purchase an album. But like, let's look at proof. So if you were to buy proof and proof is 40 songs or whatever, if you buy those tracks individually... 10 songs equals an album. So then that's kind of the idea behind it. It's very weird. It's these whole, the rules are dumb, but that's why you might hear that sometimes. Another thing is people might know is that streaming, they're like, okay, well, how do my streams equate to sales, right? Like how does that work? So Mm -hmm. 1500 streams, song streams equals a sale of the album. So if you stream an album songs and it equals to 1500, that includes one sale. They're weighted differently for sure. Yes, And so I will go into it a little bit with the weighting thing with Billboard Hot 100 because those are separated. So Billboard Hot 100 is the week's most popular current songs across all genres. Popular. Not best. Not... That's right. I just put bring that up because you always hear people yeah. be like, well, this song got number one. I'm like, well, this song's been played on radio a lot and I fucking hate it. So it's like just because yeah. it just is a popularity contest. So how does the Billboard Hot 100 get ranked? By sales, streams, and radio. Sales are just you purchasing it and that has to be purchased from a legitimate source like iTunes, the album source, the label website, etc. Streaming has to be coming from legitimate streaming sources like YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, etc. The thing to note is that paid streams, so like if you have a premium account, those are going to be weighted more than a free yes. streaming account because mm-hmm. in their head it's like you have paid to use this platform. You're intentional right. about the, the streams that you're doing. We don't know what streams are being counted for a billboard really we have like an idea we don't know if there's a cap in the u.s specifically we don't know if there's a cap on the stream dynamite was a wild time guys we learned a lot about the (laughs) the charts during that time it really was but they don't report the reason they don't give us specifics for billboard is because they want to keep the integrity of these charts as much as they can from manipulation i use air quotes because they manipulate it with radio uh for Mm. from fans and artists labels but it's the idea of being like if Kristen was just like i want to stream like crazy she just presses like crazy and loops it and loops and loops it all day that's clearly not organic listening that is her trying to just like manipulate and labels can do that and have done in the past so that's why that they try to keep that stuff organic and then radio is pulled over 140 markets across the u.s but that's not super straightforward because djs are going to play 
what their bosses want them to play and their bosses want them to play what the labels are wanting them to do. And there's a lot of in the pocket situations with radio. So you do hear a lot of people talk shit about radio and I'm one of them. If it's like if same if it has one hater, I am one of them. I see. <laughs> For real. If it's 100, I am one of them. If it's one, it is me. Yes. And then each method collects points. They're all weighted differently and they're accumulated for a total. And that total is the number that gets accumulated. And then that's what basically is like, okay, all those points, that's who's on the rank. You'll see a lot of predictions leading up to those. The predictions, you won't know for sure until Monday, but people try to track the data as well as they can and yeah. usually are relatively within a couple plus or minus. It's not always. So when we saw people being like, ooh, like crazy is going to get number one. I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. That's right. Um, and then Kristen, you know about this too. Remixes are also something that you'll see a lot. It's allowed and it's part of the way to help artists maintain their positions on charts. It's very standard practice. If you see a remix drop the first week, it's obviously like, okay, they're trying to increase streams for a song. Or if it's like another week, it's like, ooh, they're trying to maintain streams for a song or yeah. purchases for a song for their places on the charts. They can help boost sales. And that's great because artists deserve to make money off of their music and not mm -hmm. just weighted on radio which is another reason that's really stupid because the radio will just play what they want but the artists and the fans having a direct sale is like they can make money off their music and a fun little thing is that if a remix makes up the majority of the song total points so like for example with savage love savage love had already been released yep. but then when bts did a remix because the majority of the streams and purchases that week were for the savage love mm -hmm. remix then that's the song that ranked on Hot 100, and that's how we got that. That was one. such a time because we wanted to make sure that yep. it was BTS's name on there that got yep. it, and we did, of course. Which was hard because we wanted to do that for Megan Thee Stallion because we wanted her to be ranked I that know. and we really tried the fans did but it just didn't land but that's they still one of the ways her. to do that they did because yeah. that was just such a lovely clap. And on the Hot 100, you'll also see Global 200 and the Global Excluding US Hot 100 chart. All three of those are announced on Mondays. Yeah. So like we don't know the weight of the Hot 100 right. of right. But what we do know is for a song to get one number one with basically zero radio play is pretty insane. And that's what like crazy did. That's why we talk about radio. I'm about to jump into like the rules of that. But I want to say to bring to your point is like we were doing this kind of thing for for like Life Goes On and for Dynamite yeah. and Butter. And so I'm going to jump into the rules and I'll, I'll explain to you. I say you. Kristen knows all this information already. <laughs> the rules update pretty infrequently. They don't update that often. They will update to try to track data accurately i say lol because of things most Truly. notable most notable was like i think it was in 2020 they changed the bundling rule so like you as an artist yep. could sell a t-shirt and then like attach an album to that and then it was like oh look you also have a sale so that sale became like part of your total points and it's like that's yep. not really accurate and then most recently the most recent rule was in it was in fact in january 2022 which mm -hmm. was the digital song sale rule which i'll jump into in a second but that rule was changed because of bts and army which i think is hilarious because they were upset with their rule which their rule was you could buy up to four digital songs and they were like well don't you think that's wrong billboard interviewed bts were like don't you think it's wrong for your fans to buy four songs and june was like your fucking rule your fucking game like i don't yeah. <laughs> know what to fucking tell you and he literally but literally was like it's your rule if you want to change it change it and billboard was like okay bet so billboard changed the rule so this is what the rules are currently one digital sale per customer per week for songs and albums so if you were to go on the website and you're like i'm gonna buy 
like crazy. You can buy one of each of all the versions and that's the one you can buy for the week. Bulk purchases of two or more digitally, not counted. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, that also means like you can still buy like one on iTunes and that will count. But if you buy them on other platforms, it's just, you can't buy a bunch on the same platform, but you can buy across platforms. Then physicals are different. Physicals are still the four per transaction. So if you were to buy an album or a song, cause sometimes they've released like a butter CD or whatever, you know, right. they release a CD, the physicals are up to four per transaction. You cannot exceed those purchases within that transaction. So that's the general basic Mm -hmm. rules of billboard i could kristen and i could talk about billboard and the idiosyncrasies and the little tiny things for for hours and hours and hours but that's just like the general so when you go on and you see people saying things and buying things this is the general thing for you guys to know so it's always amazing to rank on the charts top 10 is always a goal but number one's obviously the goal for every artist but i think it's important to note that and first of all thank you pip for breaking that down It's not easy to navigate. And this is kind of throws back to at the beginning what we were saying, like, if you don't understand something, ask questions. I remember being really new army and not understanding any of this when people were talking about it and asking people that I trusted, like, what does it mean? Like, why can't I loop? Because honestly, if I like a song, I do want to listen to it on repeat. And why do we do all this, though? Like, why? Why do we care about this? Why do we care about listening in a playlist versus like looping? What what do we do this for? And ultimately, why we do this is to support BTS. They have expressed interest and gratitude for these charts. Yes, it's a popularity contest. But it's, it does mean something to artists. It really does. Yes, it does. So we're, we do this to support them. This is something that is in our control yeah. to give them. That's why we do it. And with that rule change that where the digital sales rule change, it did change the landscape of us being able to chart those songs. Like in the past, we weren't able to push some of those songs to number one because we weren't getting the radio play, which is why yes. it was so shocking to see Jimin's. That's why we were all surprised. So that's what the plot twist of the century was because it was like, it's so much difficult, more difficult without the radio because the radio is weighted a certain way. They want radio to be weighted better. And that does not, in my opinion, track popularity. That tracks industry. Not want to say yep. manipulation, but we'd say manipulation. Like industry can control that more than the fans yep. can. And yep. so that's why. And even if DJ say, well, request the songs. I'm like, I went into like 30 platforms last week and requested like crazy and i had to personally type in like crazy because it's not even on the platform so we requested right, so right. that's why radio is really hard because they say if like this number the song was number one on billboard and yet no radio is playing it like it's not a popularity contest it's for for them it's they're in control of what gets played and so that's why radio is difficult but that doesn't change the fact that army's still gonna love the music share the music the people in the industry we've no matter what artist it is, it's there's a lot of history with it when it comes to racism and xenophobia and just yeah. money and disrespect in a lot of different artists throughout history with the Grammys, with not just with BTS, but with lots of artists. Yeah. And so it's a conversation that's going to continue to be had. And so we'll just see how that goes. But I did want to say, Kristen, that 
you brought up a great point of like why we do all those things. It is because we love BTS. It is to show our love. You see what happened when we got number one on something. I think it was Butter and Jimin's like sending a picture of him bowing in the gym. Like they're oh god, so I bawled my eyes out with that. Bald. This brings up that fucking that fucking tweet I said. I don't know who it was. We love you for sending it. Where it was like parasocial relationships are unhealthy, and they're like, I don't give a pair of fuck. Jungkook is folding his underwear for a million yeah. people. I'm dead. <laughs> it's like that was too good. It's like, I don't give a pair of fuck. Like, this thing that ARMY and BTS have with each other, this is how we communicate, you know? Yeah. This is how we do it. And so I think that's another reason why we do it and, like, why we care to stream well is because we want our streams to count. So, like, we want yeah. that to get our hard work to count. So And fuck you, US Radio. We got Jimin number one anyway. Yeah, fuck like, you. Fuck the system. You know what I fuck mean? Fuck the system. I will say, like, with this special segment of Numbers with Pip, we just appreciate you so much. And like we've said, please, if you have questions about, you know, about Billboard, about numbers, about anything, because it is hard to navigate, please know that you can ask us. Come into our DMs. We're here. We're we're happy to be a source of information for you. Pip is so knowledgeable on all this stuff. And um, so please ask us questions if you're confused. All of this is for fun. It's it's to support BTS. We love them so much. It shouldn't be stressful. No. Just ask us anything that you might have questions and on. To that point, Kristen. If you don't want to be a streaming and buying army, there's no shame. Like, I'm not going to shame you because you can't, you're not going to drop X amount of money on BTS. No, never. It's like, this is just like, if there's, there's a, there's a niche of army who really enjoy doing this. So I will never tell people you're not good enough because you can't, you're not going to buy these albums like everyone does. No. I love those who want to do it. So if you're interested in being more part of it, I know that there have been some people have been like, thanks for explaining it. I feel like I'm better prepared for the next comeback. I know that some people, some of the listeners reached out and were like, I've never been a part of a comeback like this. So it was really fun to do it. And I'm like, yeah, it's just like, it's fun. Yes. Just keep having fun. Keep listening. This is all about supporting BTS. And we, I agree. Like there's no shame in however you choose to support them but we're here if you want to be more knowledgeable about it and about how to go about it so thank you so much for numbers with pip and that special segment maybe we'll get pip to do other special segments we haven't thought about them yet but we love a good maybe Kristen will do a special segment too nah let's keep it let's give play to my strengths yeah it'll be like a special music corner with Kristen. what was the note that jim hit this week i'm dead So now it's time to get into our main podcast segment. You could probably tell from the title in the description, but today on this holiest of days, LOL, we are dedicating the main podcast segment to the one, the only, Jung Hosuk, our Hobie, our Hope, J-Hope. We are going to talk about all things Hobie today, and we're so excited and ready for this. Like we've said in the past, as the members enlist, we're going to do a dedicated episode to them. We don't know the exact date of Hobie's enlistment. We just know that it's nigh. So today we're going to talk about all things Hobie. Pip, are you ready for this one? I'm so excited. I'm so pumped because I love him. With my whole fucking heart. And I just can't wait to just talk about all the things that we love about him. And like you would need several months to dive into everything that I want to say. So again, I wish we had a thousand years to just talk about each member. But I do too. And I think you and I talked about this last night. And I think uh, since we're in this new like chapter two era where enlistments are happening, it is hard and it's easy to kind of fall into like sadness on that. But for us... 
we're wanting to celebrate the members. Yeah. We're wanting to talk about all the reasons why we love them. And I feel like Hobie would want that too. Like, let's keep it positive. And that's like what we're trying to do for this segment for him. Let's talk about all of the 10 billion reasons why we love him. So Kristen, with that being said, I want you to tell us a little bit of like, about Hobie. Like, how did Hobie start with BTS? Jung Ho Suk, what are his BTS origins? Ugh, I'm glad you asked. I would love to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Hobie started out as a dancer and a street performer. Dance was like oh, always so in cool. his blood. I know, so cool. We There are some old videos of him dancing, very young. You can tell the man was crazy talented from the start. He's the third member to join. It was Namjoon is the first, then Yoongi came in, and then Hobie. And Hobie joined BTS at the end of 2010. So there was a live where he said that he came to Seoul from Gwangju on Christmas Eve of 2010. I just picture him with like a little suitcase. It's snowy and he has a Santa hat on. Anyway, he came to Seoul to audition for groups. So this is hilarious to me. So as a dancer, he auditioned for JYP Entertainment. He was cut from JYP auditions. So then he auditioned for Big Hype. Do you think that whoever cut him from those auditions like (laughs) is still like waking up like startling awake in the middle of the night and be like, I fumbled the bag on Jung Ho Suk. Literally, like, could you imagine being the one who was like, I cut Hobie from auditions? That man. (laughs) Oh, man. When you look at younger Hobie, like audition tapes and just dancing, like you can see his talent so early on. You can see how amazing he is. So, like, best luck to you. Yeah. (laughs) Best luck to you because he landed. Hats off. Like, come on. We say, you say this, and I think the members of this too, it's just like, it was just, it was like fate in a way that they all were brought together because it's so good because we got him where he needed to be. And I just. 10,000%. I think it's so interesting. It's like, it's insane to me to think that he could be cut from any audition, but like, thank God he did because he joined Big Hive. The cool part about Hobie is he started off as a dancer, right? Street dancer. He was part of a street dance team. I'm probably going to get the name wrong. It's something like Neuron, something like that, where that was his bread and butter, right? Street dancing, a very like niche thing. The reason why I think that he was able to transition into rap in the way that he did is because of the music that he grew up listening to, right? Like, it's so cool to think like the man transitioned into rap pretty pretty much immediately becoming the third and final member of rap line and pretty quickly like i think it was late 2011 early 2012 when he started being featured here and there on rap songs so we have some pre-debut rap work from him you know this from our past episodes where we say that hobie's also a singer the man is the fifth unofficial member of vocal line he's so multi-talented so i just love Love that like he he came into BTS and yes he's the dancer but he was able to quickly adapt to mm. being an incredible rapper and also I think incredible vocalist yes. and as you know Pip because we love writing credits all three members of Rapline from the get go on to Cool for School he's writing his own lyrics 
Yeah. He's he's credited on all these songs. Like the man is a star. A star. I do want to point that out of like influence. I'm I'm a novice when we talk about rap and hip hop. Like I, mm. I grew up in that genre. You know a lot more because you've listened to a lot more, but I know that you can hear it in his cadences, you can mm-hmm. hear it in his rhythms that he chooses, in the stylings that he chooses. There's a lot of that like 90s, 2000s influence hip hop and rap that is in his music and it's really cool because like you said that's the music he was listening to when he was learning to dance it's just cool to see like how that has influenced him and then i think it's why he's so intentional about crediting and even mm-hmm. sampling and using some of those because he's weaving it into his music as is paying homage to this art that he loves so much this art that he loves so much is a great way to put it he loves hip-hop he loves everything about that culture i would love to talk a little bit about about Hobie's role in BTS and like what we see of him within the group when it comes to like mm. performance. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before and I think anyone who's a fan of Hobie, there's lots of edits of it. Like people have talked about this. I think it was other members when like they do fest interviews and just different things they'll ask about members. We They say June is the leader, but like mm-hmm. Hobie's like this, the other silent leader from behind, you know? Totally. It's like you see how he is in dance practices. They make jokes about mm-hmm. that of how like if they fuck up, they like look at Hobie because he demands perfection of himself and he demands perfection of everybody in the room the way I see him as he he operates as the dance leader is he's not impatient he's just very direct and he's like yes he he knows you can do it so fucking do it like he has faith that you can do it and I'm sure in my head like I'm sure like if there's a move that like you can't nail he would never be like well you're bad he would be like okay let's like let's evolve and pivot and figure out how we mm-hmm. can make this fit together like he's just he sees the vision and BTS like literally believe in that vision and they believe in the way he does things you watched it with the grammys when they were practicing with the grammys which is they all said they all were like we were so fucking lost when hobie was gone because like yeah well and he so he is like you said dance leader he is like i believe the official dance captain like he is that person for the group like there are different performance directors there's different like choreographers choreography assistants all of that but when it comes down to it when bts is learning the choreography and not only learning the choreography but prepping like the staging for a performance the staging for a music video Hobie is the dance leader and the dance captain and what I find so interesting about this role for him is that it takes a few things to be successful as a dance captain this role exists like on Broadway it's so interesting because you're also performing yourself you are not just watching and seeing you know like being able to watch and like critique from out in the audience, whatever. You also are learning and adapting and doing it yourself. You're in the performance piece. So right. it's that takes such a different, unique skill set. The other part is it takes respect. I was gonna say it's gonna whole, take respect yeah, yep. from the whole group. Every basically like when this person exists, like no one can question whether or not they're correct or what they're telling you. And also, like you you've you've mentioned this, Pip, a critique, no one takes it to heart. And that's the mindset that you have to have when you're working with a dance captain i just think it's you can tell that like yes june's the leader of bts but he completely takes a huge step back 
when it comes to that type of like performance yeah. stuff because there's so much respect among the group of they're going to respect Toby. They're going to respect like what his eye goes to. I have in mind the Dionysus. I, I don't know if it was necessarily like the MMA performance, but it was one of the Dionysus ones where they have the big table and it, Hobie does the leap over the table on his hand where like, you know what part I'm talking about? Yeah. And yes. they're in a practice session of it and they're like, oh, that's why that's a dance leader right there. Like that's a dance captain right there because it pauses in the playback of him doing that and his body is perfectly straight he looks so perfect and i think it's june he's like that's our dance captain right there like that's our dance leader in bts he is so professional i don't Mm. when we don't mean that that the others aren't professional but like he is professional facing he's gonna make you look the best that you need to be because he believes in the craft and he believes in the time like the reason bts are the best at what they do is because they don't take shortcuts when it comes to their their performance they don't take shortcuts he's so professional in that way we're like again to bring up the grammy last year when he had COVID and so he came up late one of them in the behind was like yeah we were lost without him like you they really were stressed you could watch them kind of stress because they were like they're so used to following this like meticulous incredible thing and you watch him monitoring when they play back their their practices and performances like to reference the three j butter when the three him hobie and jk it was as to a novice to a person that's yeah to a person that's like the first one was great that was great it was like no it was good it wasn't great you know it was like yeah they don't settle and i think hobie is like he sets a really great example of like don't settle for good be high great. standards and i think high, that's high high standards and i think all of them have that standard for themselves where it's they like do. i don't i don't want to be half-assing it i want to be great that's truly how I see him in the group is that like he helps to elevate them to keep their morale because he's never going to make you feel down on yourself. He wants you to believe in yourself like he's the friend that you wish you had like he's right. So he's such a cool um, we could talk about that forever. But I do want to ask, though, like I think about this because we say like, oh, he's very serious when he watches the monitoring and all these things. Mm-hmm. What was like your first impression of Hobie when you first were like baby army? Because I have oh one, but God. I want to know what yours was. You're I think I'm, I think you're going to be surprised. Oh, my first impression of Hobie was that I, I saw I would see him in interviews like we're talking baby army bro like we're talking like i'm just like watching stuff i'm not really noticing any member in particular i'm just like starting to be like holy shit these guys are all really talented and then you i start watching like interviews and my first impression of him was that he was like fake like i was like oh like that he's like kind of like showing off he has like a lot of energy like pulling Mm. focus type of thing where I was like is there is it is that guy really that happy literally I was like that that just seems like he's like kind of putting on a show no one's really that like happy and like you know like positive right and like jokes on baby army Kristen because like pretty much immediately like within the next few like days or whatever Mm. I realized like no actually he is so sweet and positive and kind and that's truly how he is you know obviously there are other sides of him but at first I was like there's no way that someone is like that happy 
That was no. my first impression of him. Isn't that I, crazy? I think that I had, I didn't have that per se, but I do remember thinking, I remember the word extra. I was like, yeah, this guy's a that's lot. That's exactly I right. was like, extra. I watched it. I remember specifically when we, when I watched the go-go dance practice and the dwarves, so Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, <laughs> and Hobie was just like so much at the end. He's like, wow with the like money yeah. gun and I was like yeah. that guy's a lot and I just yeah which is so funny that either of us would call anyone a lot when like fucking look in the mirror you dumbass <laughs> but <laughs> Like, okay, nah, <laughs> don't throw stones right. in glass houses. Like, Damn. And then the more I got to know him, I was like, this is where the contrast happened because on stage, Hobie is present. Oh, he shit. He is loud. He is happy. Oh, my he God. is genuine. And he hasn't been someone that's like, I have to only be genuine. Then when you see them, okay, here's a perfect example. Watch any run bt episode sometimes he'll be like super loud and silly but i i think about the one where they were doing the mbti and -hmm. they were all fighting and hobie will just sit back and let them fight because he's just like i don't need to insert myself in a conversation if i don't have something to say and so he's not like me because i feel like i gotta talk about everything (laughs) but like (laughs) he's always supportive of everyone and he does not need to be the loudest person in the room and he does not need to take up the most space and that was yeah. my contrast in reality he's a mm-hmm. no 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 not negative just a lot yeah i i love I love that you brought that up because I was going to ask like, or, you know, talk a little bit about Hobie in a non-performance setting, like you were just saying, right? We we get episodes of Run, Bon Voyage, In the Soup, like that type of stuff where we get to see him completely outside of his like performing and being in interviews, whatever. And I do agree, like he takes, can take a backseat. Now, if they're drinking, he goes dead quiet. <laughs> That's the funniest part. That's the gag of it all. <laughs> when they're drinking, the man t- shuts off. And Yungi, when he drinks, he goes crazy. <laughs> like, it's so funny. But I do love seeing him in when they need to cook, when they need to like come together as a group, whatever. Like he's just a caring person. He's a caregiver. He's gonna he can silently and quietly lift you up and do small little beautiful things for the other members. Mhm. Yeah, he's like, "Hello." Mhm. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I oh, so sweet. Gosh. Yeah, he does. He's, this is, you know, kind of what I wanted to bring up next, because I'm going to call him the human battery. That's what Yoongi has called him before, where he brings them energy. 
it's so sweet. I did want to talk about nicknames for Hobie. And he has so many. We want to highlight a few. So Jung Hosok, right? His stage name, J-Hope. There are a lot of different like ways that he's like referenced where that co- has come from. He has referenced Pandora's box and how like after that, all that was left was hope. He's ultimately just wants to be hope for his fans and the world. Yes, he has. Yes. And from J-Hope is where Hobie came from. And that's like, you know, from really the other members adapting hope to Hobie. You're my hope. I'm J-Hope. But yeah, so J-Hope into Hobie slash our hope, like hope in general. I don't see that word and like not think of Hobie, right? Like he really is our hope. He really is our hope. Um, I do love like from Hobie. I've, I don't know if other members have called him this, but June with his Hoba really cracks me up. I just Hoba. That's just like it's so really cute. cute. Hoba. They have such a special relationship because they're the same age. And yes. so it's really sweet when you see the two of them interact because I think they do have a very like unique relationship. They're the two leaders in theory of yes, the group. They are. And they're yes. not the oldest. They're the middle. Right. So... And I love the 94s. Also, I love I was trying to find this fucking TikTok and I couldn't find it. But it's like we've all seen it. It's there's you've got these different versions of J-Hope where it's like this is J-Hope. And it shows like him, you know, dancing and being fun. Then it's like this is Jay. And like Jay's a very specific version. And like to to put his like Yuki when he's like, go Jay, go Jay. Like there's a specific version of J-Hope that's Jay. And that is Give me yeah. like a really good example of Jay. That would be like uh, the Cypher Part 3 Busan is Jay. Yes. Cypher like, Part 3 Busan or like um, Hobie Palooza, the yeah, Hunk Sung when he like yeah. when he was dancing. It, it's a very specific, very like the man it haunts my dreams that's Jay. And I think more than any other member is the these distinct names like really do have like Jay Hope is very different from Hobie. Very different. And is very different from Jay. Like, and very Jay. different from Jung Ho Suk. But Jay, yes. man. Jay. Jay. <laughs> Jay is Jay. I've heard this again, I've heard this before. I'm only parroting what I've heard, but you can speak to this is like mm-hmm. the left the Latino community has adopted Jay as their own. Like that How man is, not? that man is a Latin man. <laughs> they always said they're like, that man is a Latin man. <laughs> that man is a Latin man. 10,000%. Like Jay is just, you cannot take your eyes away from him. Okay. Jay is center. No more dreams. Dance break. Tongue out. That is Jay. That's Jay. That's Jay. Oh That's my Jay. God. I, he Give me so... another example of Jay. Pull one oh, out. Oh, uh, Jay in the purple jumpsuit of the dynamite. Oh, fuck. That's Jay. <laughs> that's Jay. That the is velour Jay. jumpsuit. <laughs> dynamite dance break. That's Jay. Let me pull Jay... out another one. Let me think. Oh, oh. Jay is trivia just dance with the water cannons and he spins around and his arms go in the air and the water cannons spit out behind him during love yourself tour 
that is Jay. In that red suit yes. or the white suit, that is Jay. He is. That's okay. That's so interesting because that song is so Jay Hope for me. No, the song like, is Jay Hope. The song yeah. is Jay Hope. That, but that moment, one moment, that moment mm-hmm. of the song is Jay. But Jay Hope is like a hope world when he's doing the choreo. That is Jay Hope. The ego like, choreo. The ego. The like, ego. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Ego, ego is Jay Hope. Jay Hope. That is Jay Hope. Another J moment for me is OT7 Detrita when he does the mumble rap. That was Jay doing the mumble rap. <laughs> My mouth is open. Your because, mouth like, is open. I for I like it's not that I forgot, but you know, there's moments where you gotta like you can't you have to lock them away a couple like you can't let those out right. a lot because that was when Yugi went go Jay go Jay and he like yes, comes out and he starts. Ooh, my doing stomach that hurts. Rap. My stomach hurts. My he stomach is, hurts. He is like J Hope is disease verse ten thousand percent, but like J is like oh my god yeah in that blonde oh okay. Jay, you get the you get the picture. Um, you get now. You understand what Jay is. I did want to mention this last one. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. It's in Mandarin. The Chinese translation, though, is for Guangzhou's little beauty. That is one beauty. of the nicknames, and he is such a beauty. The side profile of the gods, like my goodness gracious. I just love all of his nicknames. We left out quite a bit a of billion. them. There are obviously so many of them, but we wanted to highlight some of his nicknames and how he's the fucking best. So now that we've talked about Hobie's nicknames, I do want to get into his solo work and solo projects. But before we do that, for everyone who's listening, Pip and I decided to actually not go into Jack in the Box this episode because we were working on our run of show. We started, I started doing a breakdown for Jack in the Box, really talking about it in all the ways that we like to talk about albums. And we very quickly realized that including it in this episode, like within this episode, was going to not allow us to talk about it in the full way that we want to. And about other things in the full way. So it's just like... Exactly. It was like, it was stifling everything. And so we were like, hey, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Whatever we want. want. We want to do a whole Jack in the Box dedicated episode. That will be coming... Um, not sure when, but we're excited for it. We already have breakdown ready to go. So please know that we can't wait to talk about Jack in the Box in depth and it's going to happen. It's going to have its own episode. So we won't be talking about that in depth today, but okay. So in general, his, his solo projects have included, um, the first one was Hope World in 2018 with you know two music videos for that and then later on he released chicken noodle soup which was the becky g collab then of course we all know that last year we got jack in the box Mm. um and everything that came with that and then very recently we got on the street so those are hobie's main oh i'm so sorry i also forgot to mention that for his birthday in 2021, he released the full version of Blue Side. Um, that's right. And that's now available on Spotify, thank God, um, before it was just SoundCloud. So that's the, that is the other thing that he released as a solo project. Pip, in general, of Hobie's solo work, any general call-outs, any general thoughts on everything that 
the artist J-Hope has released. I just love his growth in the styles that he's had. He he stays consistent within the styles that Mm. he has, but how he explores them, I definitely think that each one is a standalone of itself you can see the growth he's had from hope world to jack in the box like he's just grown musically from someone who didn't start rap and like is now releasing songs like on the street like he's just had such a cool growth musically with the work that he's done and chicken noodle soup is very iconic like that's like john if you were to ask john i'm pretty sure he'd say that's his favorite j-hope song he loves chicken noodle soup when chicken noodle soup dropped i was still like my first or second year being army and i was like this is a new side of hobie that i hadn't like seen as much of and it just was such a cool performance and the little throws to his past and his his hair was so fucking cool (laughs) and like he was just that song was such a cool song i love that song i uh, agree i think like of the members hobie has early on known himself really well as a solo artist yes we got you know rap monster and august d as albums before he released Hope World. But what I mean is that he was the first to decide that he was going to like fly to LA on his own and do this collab and make Mm. a music video for, for chicken noodle soup in the same way where we were like so shocked to see him headlining Lollapalooza. These, these like really hard, difficult feats he kind of stares them in the face and is like, yeah, I'm going to do that. It is it's very so, cool. It's so cool. And it's so impressive because I'm like, oh, God, I can't do this one tiny thing that I'm afraid of. And he's like, I'm just going to fucking do it. Like, it's going to scare me, but I'm going to grow from it. And I just have to. I won't know unless I try. That's like yeah. his very he's so good at that. And I think watching his evolution as an artist, especially with, you know, Jack in the Box, I, he even talks about. I don't like to paraphrase like he took a chance on some of these themes because Mm -hmm. with Hope World, it was very like bright and fun and sunny. And when you look at Jack in the Box, like even the way that 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 album is organized, like the top of the album is very heavy and dark. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it leans into more of the J-Hope style, which is what he did for Lollapalooza set as well. Yes, He like the first half was very this like Jack in the Box era into who J-Hope is like with Future and like even Arson, like to get a song like arson from him where it's just like burn it all like i don't know he is his lyricism is so unique to him the messages he wants to tell are so unique to him and we've come a long way you and i from the guy we see as this like silly fun loud boy who is like so much depth and so much like of a story he wants to share and tell i love that i think that Hobie, if you remember me talking about this when we broke down Too Cool for School, I think it was in No More Dream or maybe it was We Are Bulletproof Part 2 where his lyrics are are saying that he has done, like still has a lot of work to do, if that makes sense. Like his lyrics were a little bit different than the other members of that were rapping in that he was saying like, yeah, I've done this, but I still have work to do. I think that he's always being really critical of himself as an artist and in the way that like he so when you watch like season two of bon voyage and they're in hawaii all he all the man can talk about is his mixtape 
he's just talking about like, oh, I just want like my mixtape to come out. And then he does it. And with Blue Side being an outro on Hope World, for him to then revisit it with a beautiful letter. If you haven't read the letter that Hobie released with the full Blue Side track in 2021, please go read it. I'm going to paraphrase it right now, but I could actually, I'm getting a little bit emotional thinking about it because he says that he looks back on himself as I think he calls himself like a rookie or something that released Hope World in 2018. And for some reason, Blue Side was a track that he wasn't able to finish. And he was saying in this letter that he looked back as to like, why was he unable to visit those darker themes and finish that song? And the fact that years later, sorry, Oh, it's your turn to cry this episode. <laughs> the fact that he's such a great... Oh my God, I'm like crying. The sin. Let it out. Let the tears flow. It's just... I'm just really proud of him that he can then revisit his work as an artist in such a professional way, but say like, here's me doing my best to finish this. I've grown a lot. I can now talk about these themes that aren't just happy. I can talk about darker themes. Then, of course, we see that a lot more in Jack in the Box. I think to call out your previous work and to question it and then add to it and adapt it and re-release it, I just, I'm so in awe of him. I'm in awe of him. That's not a standard practice per se like you look at someone like Yoongi or June who's like I released it that was the emotion I was feeling at the time it is what it is I move on from it I'm not going to re-record it I'm not going to like Yoongi said that before he's like I don't yeah he tried to he go back remastering and, things yeah you know? him and June I think say that like they go back and they're yes. like but that's the emotion I was feeling and so if I redo it it's not going to be the same and that's um, great like that's a great take and that as is well. and that's a great take because the intent of the song is the message they wanted to feel. But to right. your point is that Hobie was like, I am an evolving person and this song was still part of that evolution. And so now I can almost revisit this thing that I was working on and now complete it in a different way because of the person I become. And that in itself is a very unique thing to be able to do as an artist. It's so unique. You it's have to face so much parts like- of you too. Yeah, it's self-awareness. You have to face kind of like demons from your past. I just think he is known, yes, as our sunshine, our hope, human battery, all of these bright, positive things that can weigh on a person too, yeah, right? Like, absolutely. And yes, he is that. But the fact that he now is okay with talking about the darker sides of himself is huge growth for him as well. I love that for him. I love that we could have never, and again, we'll talk about Jack in the Box at at another time, but we could have, I certainly could have never predicted the sound that was going to come from Jack in the Box. And I just love that he threw himself into that. And it, it was so fucking phenomenal. One of the things that I really love about Big Hit and BTS in general and their crew and the team that they work with is that every member has said this in some way. Jimin said it recently. Hobie has said it. Yoongi has said it. June, like they've all said it in some way where it's like, I was feeling something. I confided in someone and they said, Mm. you should write it in your music. And like, Mm. I think that that is such a difficult thing to do. It's in itself therapy because you're facing Mm -hmm. emotion and emotion is not fucking easy to do. Like it's a skill to be able to like, 
really tap into what you're feeling. And I think that's why I think they are able to kind of communicate and and grow because there's a team around them that like encourages them to like put it in music put it in a song put it put it in writing if anything space to do that and it allows him to explore that it's so cool to see how he evolves i think that not only in his solo work he obviously writes songs for he's normally credited for lyrics but he also writes songs for the group with you know most recently with disease which please like disease i know it's i know it's wrong to say that you have a favorite bts song it's not wrong but i just mean like it's hard to choose a favorite yeah ot7 ot7 that is in top rotation for me like disease is so good we've talked about that on this pod yes we have disease is that bitch (laughs) disease is that bitch it is such a good song and like Dionysus also Hobie song I was gonna say yeah Dionysus is another track from Hobie and it's just like the man is so like look at those two songs we just mentioned and how dynamic and diverse they are like he's so multi-talented it's crazy stupid so J-Hope has written a lot of songs, written on a lot of songs, um, but I found this out recently. Like, I just don't know if it, I just didn't know. But again, we said this at the beginning of the podcast. Sometimes I just don't know shit. And it's just yeah. like, even I don't know shit. <laughs> so right. I was going through, I was making a playlist of all the songs that Hobie was credited on to make a streaming playlist. <laughs> and of I was course. going through and he is credited as the second list in the list of writers for Awake, Jin song Awake. I don't know in what capacity he helped write yeah. that, whether Jin uh, a, like came to him and asked him some advice on something and then like a lyric came in through that. I'm not sure. But talk um, about versatile, though, like the, all these songs that we're talking about. It's just such, yeah. like Awake he's, is such a different song. I look if you look at like the list of songs that he's helped write on, it's like long ass lists of all these raps that he's written and all these mm-hmm. different songs he's written. And Kristen, I know this is a hard question to ask. Mm-hmm. We already did top solo tracks, but like in general, besides the ones through BTS, whether it's written by J-Hope or it's on his solo albums, do you have a top song, a parentheses, S, close parentheses? Like, do you have a songs yeah. that you're like, these are my J-Hope go-tos? So Blue Side full version has gotten me through a lot. I think that that song is magnificent. And when it got added to Spotify, it was like perfect timing for me in my life. I was so happy that I got to listen to it more often. So I think the top contender will go to Blue Side, but I have to I have to shout out Chicken Noodle Soup because I'm with coworker John on this. Like I love that music video. I love like that they're combining English, Korean, and Spanish. I love Becky G. I think that them talking about like their cultures is incredible. I think the music video is top tier. I love the dancing, like everything about it wrapped up with a fucking bow. Chicken noodle soup is so good. Yeah. I. <laughs> what about you? What about you? I have a follow up question to this, by the way, which is going to okay. be a difficult one. So just okay. remind me to come back. Um, this is a hard one to answer again. All songs, great songs. I, if I had to choose besides chicken noodle soup, because we love that song, Safety Zone, man. And the thing about Safety Zone is, again, yeah. it, that's a that's a P-Dog song, too. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Such a P-Dog. That's a P-Dog fan. But it's a J-Hope and P-Dog song. 
And Safety Zone is just, mm-hmm. especially where it's placed in the album, because um, we love how an al- his album flows so uniquely. Um, it's like a soft, gentle transition between all this hard into like Future's the next song after Safety Zone. And it, but right. it's, it's just a really cool, like the, the melody and the, oh my God, it's so good. And then the end where they have the guy singing in English. I was going to say like that, that whatever male vocalist is on that track, yeah. like God bless you. The, it, I, so I love those runs. I really, really love Safety Zone. I mean, a lot of the songs in Hope World, like I love Hope World. Like I just, hello to my world. I just like, there's I, so many I good feel songs. like. I've now I'm panicking, Pip, because I mentioned Blue Side and Chicken Noodle Soup, but the the girlies know that I'm a piece of peace stan. It's just hard to it's so hard to choose a favorite because there's there's I'm so, a every piece song is so of good. peace stan. Like when he performed that at Hobie Palooza, Alia was with me when we were watching. She has video of me falling to the ground when he started performing Piece of Peace, oh and God. I will also say. I wasn't mentioning Jack in the Box songs because we're going to do a Jack in the Box episode. But now that you've talked about Safety Zone, I love Equal Sign. And I can't believe that it was almost not included on the album. I'm with June. June says Equal Sign is his favorite on the album. I love Equal Sign. I know it's such a broken record. My little sister even asked me once. She was like, you always say all songs tense, but are all songs really tense to you? And I'm like, yes, all songs tense. All songs tense. All songs tense. Also, I've I pronounced this weird, but Hung Sung. Yes. Hung Sung. And Baseline. Fuck. Baseline. Fuck. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. This is my follow-up. I'm going to give you time to think while I give my answer. Oh, God. Do you have a favorite Hobie rap verse in an OT7 song? Which she just sat back. She just sat back. It's really difficult. It's really difficult because the answer is not easy. (laughs) You're asking me to pick from my children. I know. I will say I have I have the Chris's. So it has to be an OT seven song? OT seven. Or rap line or rap line. And a non cipher. How about that? Let's take out the ciphers because okay. we already know Okay. The ciphers are good. I can give you mine. Please I can give do. you mine. And I disease is also not on the table because we already said that. Yeah. <laughs> Just making it easier, making it easier for us. Um her. Yes, bro. Okay. It's her? his it's his mm. sync sync it's his syncopation. It's his it's the rhythm of the verse. It is listen, Kristen, we need to talk because I'm gonna take this oh, moment no, really quick I'm while you're out. while you're thinking. Um, I need to take this moment. Mm-hmm. Did everybody know that the songs the songs on Love Yourself Answer that don't have a hundred million streams? <laughs> Here she goes. Let's not even fucking get into it because you are less than 100 million. You've got her has less than 100 million, which what? That's like, tragedy. A, that song. No, you guys listen. Her is rap line supremacy. It is. We're so used to hearing like everyone's like, ugh, and Cypher. And it's like, oh, fuck yeah. But like they chose to sing this song. It is produced by Slow Rabbit and Suga, which is just like you know that piano man that piano has yungi written all the fuck over it like her trivia just dance trivia love trivia love does not have over trivia love everyone's like what's your favorite lyric in bts and everyone's like oh my god i love when june says you know the aid is to all the way you know they always quote that as their favorite lyric and yet what are we doing here let's (laughs) 
let's stream it. And that's not to mention respect because I'm not gonna, but I did. Don't. But anyways, her. Her is Hobie's verse in her. I live and breathe and eat that every single day. Like that is an easy listen. It is so good. If you're listening to this right now and you haven't like listened to her as much because you're maybe not as familiar with it, just go mm-hmm. listen to it. Those go listen to her. Rap line is so good. Hobie's verse. Open shut case. No notes. I know. I think like, I think the answer that I'm going to give is love maze. No, I just freaked out though. When I said that. I love love maze. That's another top rotation. I do. I love love. I love love maze. Um, I think that what I'm going to do instead is say that the way that he starts the most iconic yep. fire, the way that he starts that song, no one can, no one else can start that song. You know what I mean? Like he's so, he's so epic. Also the way that like on tear, tear, however you pronounce it, it's his section of that. How is did so I good. even, oh my God, Kristen. I know. I just hold on. Wait, I just, hold on. I also uh his verse in uh. This was a stupid question. I take yeah. It why back. are we doing this? This is a stupid <laughs> question <laughs> because his verse in tear. Are we fucking kidding? Also, best of me. That was a. Oh, you know what? No. I take back all of this. Actually, you know yeah. What? Let's not do this. I don't have a favorite because all are favorite because all are tense because this is a hard one to do because you're naming all these songs. I'm like, yep, that one. Yep, that one. Like the emotion in tear, even in he, airplane part two, when he's dancing on the bar in airplane part two. Let's not do that. Say. Why are you bringing that up? Continue. Let's not do that. <laughs> so Why are you sorry. doing that? I'm so sorry. Please go. Fuck. Go, go, go. Uh, there's a certain genre of J-Hope verses. You're going to know what I'm talking about. He performs with such emotion, heart-wrenching, like we're talking tear. We're talking best of me. We're talking I need you, where he's like part sing, rapping, crazy emotion, like pour, you know, pouring his heart into it. I love that type of Hobie track. 10 out of 10, no notes. (laughs) 11 out of 10, no notes. Okay, so speaking of his emotion and how he is on stage, are there like moments from live performances, whether it's stages or concerts, that are like just standout moments for you? We could just name a couple. I mean, obviously, like I said, dancing on the bar in Airplane Part 2. Obviously, we love... Anything Wembley ever. (laughs) Yes. Like, (laughs) the man was on one in Wembley, and this kind of... I did like... So performance Hobie, I could write an entire dissertation on it, but like I think performance Hobie is brings like the locals in. Yeah. If that makes sense. There's just if something about him. If you're a performer, like if you're like, you know, that's your job and you see Hobie and you're not a BTS fan, you don't know who they are, you're like, who's that guy? Yep. He's incredible. He's so um cool. top performance moments for me i think like boy meets evil on great um the one with the him and jimin yeah the one with him and jimin with lie um mm-hmm. 
Obviously, the idol stage where he did the drum dancing. It was the dance line. Obviously. Obviously, the MMA 2019 um, solo performance with the like. Yep. Yep. With the lights and the lasers. Obviously, the um, Just Dance, every performance of Just Dance in general. It's very Michael Jackson. (laughs) Everything. The like. The even like the way that like the J Hope J Hope chant happened. Also, not to um, bring this bad boy up, but the splits in Bobsey, where he's like, "Don't," <laughs> like a casual jazz split. I'm dead. We can't. Of course, we've talked about this ten million times, but we can't not say no more dream dance break center. Obviously, Hobie. like we can't. Obviously, blood, sweat, and tears, Hobie. The money 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 yeah and like yeah uh, he's his him in blood sweat and tears is too much fire also like live performance mic drop particularly when jungkook controls his hips in in the dance break and the best one the best one in my opinion and it i think it's just because of the angle of the camera is the snl performance because you get a full angle of his hips being controlled i also think basically all of hobie palooza but particularly hong song yes i just think about some of the older performances too where he's just such a presence like i one of my favorite choreos just for all of them is 21st century girl big fan over here like there's just there's so many really great i mean also disease performance in any capacity but there's just so many great we've left out so many there's too many to count from because he has he's unstoppable in any stage it is done like any of the stages from the from debut on like any of the stages like he will give 150 percent no questions yeah. asked. i also love the one performance that we got of jamas vu jamas jamais vu jamais vu um marry me no um the marry one me. that we got of at BB, uh, bang bang con at bang bang con i because it's just a different sound for hobie and you again what you hear on the track he performed more of it live than we ever see of him like singing and he sounds obviously incredible and mm. then of course i can't not mention when he performs mama with the full gospel choir how can you how could you not like that moment is out of control he is him performing his heart out this message of that song about his mom and it's just oh my it's, god he is he is so unbelievably incredible and professional and oh last one before we move on because i know we have more we want to talk about when he performs dang bro do you see my shirt yeah it's i'm wearing a dang shirt that man. Whew. So Kristen, we've talked about music. We've talked about his incredible talent dancing, but there's all these other little parts of him that I think we can explore. And I think I just love him. Are there like little moments with like Hobie's habits or quirks that we love about him? Like he's just oh my so God. cute. He's too cute. His laugh, his giggle. Anytime we get a, a Hobie giggle. This isn't a quirk, but it is something that he does on stage like there's like fan cams of him where he's like freestyle dancing to certain songs and you're just like that's what you're giving when you're like it's not him the being the one singing like he's not like on right he's just on the side like doing the absolute most in oh the because his so freestyle hot. his freestyle is so hot and so insane and like so i think 
I love watching stuff like that of him. He's obviously hilarious. Like, so. Oh, so I think cute. about I think about that episode where they're playing. They're playing games on run. It's one of the episodes that Yungi wasn't there and they're playing the game. It's one where they're playing that red light, green light and. Tay, they're trying to guess a song, and Tay turns to him and is yes. like, "Is this the song?" Let's make it right. And yeah. Hobie steals it from him and answers yeah. the song and gets the point. Like he's so funny. He's just so silly. This is a great like segue into. I was going to ask you for like non-performance moments that are iconic, Hobie, and that you love. I love the little purse that he has in Bon Voyage. Oh my that he, god! I His that June got him. <laughs> that june got him and he kept it and he had like all, all the, the money for money. the group in there or also like when they left him on bon voyage or pretended to leave him at the gas station in bon voyage oh and he's like oh, the betrayal like come on the, the betrayal and the, the look that he gave jimin was just like you little shit like he yeah. was fucking done oh there's the episode two where they're at the like the, the village mm-hmm. and yes. they're like debating Jimin's in that pink home mm-hmm. book and like mm-hmm. JK has all the like colorful anyway that one they're arguing and Hobie starts to get like you could see his face starts to get like actually upset and then Jimin has to like, call him out and be like you're like getting really mad and like Hobie has to like check himself and be like it's just a game it's just a game oh <laughs> my like, god he's so he funny getting like he's just got a little like fire in him that's like yes definitely it's like really funny like he's cute and love- fun but like there's a fire in him that you're like you don't want to push buttons up. <laughs> I like the in the suit moment when there was a bug and he freaked the fuck out. Oh my like, god! Like flying around him, he hates bugs. Oh, he and hates- that in the soup when Jimin took him into that house and he starts swearing at him. The scary house. Don't scare our Hobie. And the zombie he's, he's, one. He scares easy. The zombie he one does. where he's just like no, I was baby army watching that episode, just like cackling because oh my gosh, Yungi, Yungi and Hobie and like. Jin, they were like screaming, and Jimin too. I feel like Tay and June and JK were like fine, but the mm. other four were like a fucking wreck. They're just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. There, oh there's these all these really good moments with Hobie. He is just such a like fun person to watch, and that was he, I was drawn to him because of the way he just like fills the space with so much fun energy. I, I f- can't believe we didn't bring this up yet. He's so iconic on um, Carpool Karaoke being in the center. I had trolling. a friend I had a friend who was in Army and I sent her that video and I was like, what, sh- what do you like in this video? She goes, that one in the middle is just like a, a ray of sunshine. I'm like, yes. yeah, he is. He is. No, he actually just is. He That's an iconic Hobie like, non-performance moment for me for sure where he's oh, just like... Another non-performance one is the interview that's the iconic where it's like... I love hamburger and Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> Hobie's English is actually phenomenal. It's like he's he's, he's practiced and worked so, so hard. So good. He has practiced. He's worked so hard. Um, I I will bring it up time and time again. Some memories episode where he's singing um, the on bridge, and I literally thought it was Jungkook. I was like, is he? lip syncing to Jungkook. I will bring it up every time. The man can sing. I'm obsessed with him. He can. Um, I'm he's background with his vocals, vocals on a lot of stuff. He really is. He has, the, yeah, the hidden vocals in the track, um, background vocals on the track on a lot of tracks that you might not realize. 
I there is one last question I kind of want to ask you, and I know this is a big question to wrap up with. It's like okay. how dare I? How dare I even venture down this? But yeah. we've talked about performance. We've talked about <laughs> we've talked about his presence. We've talked about his his energy. We've talked about his lyrics. But what about his outfits and hairs and the looks that he brings oh, when he's performing? No. When he's on the red carpet? <sighs> that is a hard one. But to start with, is there we've talked about this before. Today's answer of favorite hairstyles of Hobie, do you have a different one than the last time we checked in on episode seven? That's a great question. I feel like I still am in the like 90s heartthrob chicken noodle soup. I will forever love that. Yep. And I will forever, of course, love short hair platinum Hobie. I love um obviously chicken noodle soup. Obviously. But then you have the this promo for Jack in the Box. Like I know the mullet is like a it's a you know do we like it do we not the je- oh, like Lollapalooza obsessed. Lollapalooza hair was so fucking he cool. looked insane when he came out with that I was like oh! I'm like this is so much it's so good and even the like just like a little bit shorter version where it didn't have the extension you know of the bottom in where it's just like the promo he was doing for Jack in the Box I love the dark sweet like permy bangs oh, yeah. in his face um I love speaking of that like the era with like the light perm they all kind of had that going on for a little bit with like a short in front like best of me era kind of tier um era i love the iconic dynamite photo that dropped the promo photo where he like went viral and no one knew who he was like or viral for the locals they're like who's that where he has the The super high and tight like with the obey with the obey shirt and the sunglasses but his hair is, if you remember in all the Dynamite promo, it's like that really tight, high and tight, jet black hair. Bam. Damn, he just like. He just looks good. He he knows his angles. He knows. Oh, my God. And like when it comes to no bad fashion, angle. when it comes to fashion, that man is like, we can't talk about Hobie without talking about his fashion. Like, truly. Know. Like Louis Vuitton, we've said before, is the like it's a good brand because it's it challenges style a little bit it, yeah and he's that way too like he will wear bright colors or size yeah. different sizes or different patterns with different things and i think are there red carpet or like because like the one where he wore recently where it was like the deep with the sunglasses oh. with the oh deep, yeah that was that like year at one of the year end ones, yeah this right? last year and i was like he... bug me up this is weird to say, but I hope that you'll understand what I mean when I say, like, clothes look so good on him. Oh. He, it, like, I remember watching Wembley with my best friend Carrie, and she was like, I want belts to look, like, this is, he's in the white, like, the the Just Dance belt suit. She's like, why don't belts look like that on me? Like, I want belts to look that good on me. He is he wears clothes so well i think for red carpet for me i love early 2020 grammys hobie suit it's the one where he they're all in suits but he has the like mesh shirt with the white shirt over and open and then like the jacket like he's the only one wearing like the mesh turtlenecky like turtleneck shirt underneath looking like an entire wet dream i said it he is hear me out Kristen. do you remember 2019 when Mm. 
BTS were like, we're going to take a month vacation and we're going to yes. do whatever we want. And we're like, that's yes. great. Live your dream. You've worked hard. And Hobie goes to LA and we're like, well, I wonder what he's doing in LA. Bitch comes back from LA in the airport. Oh, oh no. How- <laughs> with that fucking jacket. The, the denim denim jacket. No shirt underneath. Two buttons. And he's like, oh, I didn't think it would make such a splat, bitch. No. And the gold shorts, though. I think, didn't his, like, was it his underwear band? Like, yes. Pop? What the fuck? Like, do do we, he wore it. Uh, you see it in the behind episodes of Chicken Noodle Soup music video. Thank you for bringing this up. This is the most iconic Hobie outfit ever. I said it. Out of every outfit, this is the most iconic Hobie outfit ever. Fucking it, jean jacket with stars on it. No hat. shirt underneath. That was like a moment for me when I was like still relatively early in new the new army days where I was like getting to know them, understanding them. I saw him and I was like, oh, that's that man's sexy. Like that is a, a sexy, sexy man. Fuck. Like he. That was Jay. Jay is, is Jay that got is, off that. That's that Jay. Is Jay. That is Jay. <laughs> that. There you go, everyone. My other one yeah. that this is another one that I think people forget because when we talk about like the Lotte concert, JK, everyone's always like, oh mm. my God, the concert. Yeah, da, da, yeah, da. Yeah. We are overlooking mm. Hobie's fit in mm. this concert. The, 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 like, it's the hair. It's the soft hair. This it's is like around hair. that time. The soft mm-hmm. hair, the aviator glasses, the flower <sighs> shirt with the silver necklaces. Like the suit jacket, the like the hair is just soft. It's a it's hot and sexy. Truly fuck me up. People are always and I, don't get me wrong, JK, great moment for him. But Hobie unfucking stoppable. Like he this might be my favorite Hobie hair, is this time. This yeah. Hobie hair, this Floppy. Hobie hair. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I think I need you to tell me. You have to pick one because I'm being mean and we're coming to the end of our discussion. One stage outfit out of all the stage outfits. I can go first because I have a bold, I have a bold answer. Okay. I mean, it's not bold, but I have a definitive answer because I just made up my mind one day and decided to never sway. Wow. Please. Dior. Well, I mean, well, I mean, well, I mean. Dior. Like tear. Hobie. We can't even. In a harness. In a harness. That's it. You know what? It ends case, there. Case closed. I mean. It ends there. I know people are going to say red suit just dance. Or I know Hobie people Palooza are say baggy. Hobie Palooza baggy. Um, but no. I also really love the disease outfit that he, the war at PTDLA, like he wore some really yes. cool clothes. Out. But like, if we're going to close out this podcast on iconic Hobie outfit like you cannot we cannot leave this without bringing up tear dior, dior. Mm-hmm. we can't we can't the we harness can't. and him he had his hair around that time was a similar yes, one we we're did. just talking about yes he did and it was just like in his face he's singing he's his heart out dude and he's just like that dior outfit with the harness that wasn't made for j-hope that was made for jay it was made but for i jay. almost feel like that is a crossover of jay and j-hope because j-hope is i don't care who the fuck it is now like at this point i'm just like jay j-hope hobie John, it's all, all of, of you them. are invited it's all of, them all of you are invited <laughs> fuck 
Oh and my that, god! And that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is all we have the ability to say on our lovely, incredible dance leader captain, member our of sunshine, BTS, our, our sunshine, hope. our hope, Jung Ho Suk. We love you. We love everything about you. We are so lucky to have someone like him in BTS and we wish him nothing but good things in the next yes. part of his journey. Yes, we are thinking of you. We know that you you're preparing for what's next for you, Hobie. Hobie, we love you. Just stay happy, stay healthy. We know that you're ready and we will be here the entire time and just wishing you all the love ever in the world and thank you for existing because we fucking love you we love you i can't believe we made it i know we can't i can't believe we made it out alive obviously i just like there's so many things that we could have included there's so many topics that you can talk about when you talk about any member of bts that's the route that we chose to go and we hope that you enjoyed it honestly um this is gonna be a long one we can already tell so we do want to remind everyone that we are putting together a segment on your army stories we would love it if you would email us with your army stories or email us with any questions we have an email address it's o-r-u-k-r-s-t-n and the number two at gmail.com pip what socials do we have? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at O-R-U-K-R-S-T-N, the number two. And my TikTok, which is Kristen McCarry, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-M-A-K-A-R-I. Watch our TikToks, like them, come talk to us on Twitter, come tell us the things that you love that are going on. I'm loving that the people who are tagging us and yes. stuff, people reaching DMs out to open. us and stuff. <gasps> DMs are oh open. Oh my God. What? Speaking of Paul, hi, Paul. I hope you're listening. It almost, I almost, I didn't, I just was saving it. I was, my attention was on another man and his name was Jung Hosak, but hi, Paul. I hope you're well. Oh my God. If you made it to Sorry, I had to sneak it in. I'm dead. Um, As we always say, please, um, if you can, on whatever platform you're listening to us on, give us a rating. We appreciate five stars. Leave us a review. We, it really does help us out. Following us also really helps us out. It does. And, you know, if you guys have any of your own answers to these questions, if you're like, oh, my God, I love this and this and this um, about Hobie, let us know. Tell us. I'll try to be making some TikToks yes. about it. You can tell yeah, us some Pip things. Pip is very active on TikTok. If you're not following her on there, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, you got to follow her. You're so great. Well, I just want to say, first off, thank you again to everybody who is listening. Thank you, Kristen, for being such a great friend and co-host with this. This has been a fun episode. I mean, I don't feel like we were as chaotic as we usually are. I thought we were really like on it. And I don't know if that's going to disappoint John or not, but I feel like John really lives for the chaos. People are going to be like, you're just as chaotic as usual. Well, Whatever. we always say that. Well, yeah. anyways, well, again, thank you for listening. We will see you all next time. Army forever. BTS forever. Drink your water and stream Jack in the box. Okay. Bye bye. See you next time.